1: This is Mike Semper from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Hi, right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know
2: what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyner, and me, I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Besides a lot of stuff, what's going on?
1: Man, I'm chilling, man. Um, a, a lot to get to. Uh, long weekend is over with. Back to uh, the regularly scheduled programming. Big week, Forbidden Doors this week. We will not be talking about it on this show because, of course, we have run into the New Japan scheduling. When you deal with New Japan, you take on their scheduling. So they're going to run it all the way down to the last week. Of course, there is like New Japan Road Tour still going on. There's still another Dynamite. So they're going to do all that. We will be back Friday. Uh, with a show looking at Forbidden Door, but we've got plenty to hold us over tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, even just even with the wrestling side, there's a lot. I mean, there's a there's a whole thing. You know, this is bigger than pro wrestling at this point. Um, but um, we're we're going to get to it. But, but where would you like to start?
1: Vincent Kennedy McMahon, bring that ass here so I can open this pack. My God. Okay, so.
2: Um, Said it Wednesday, it was Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. Word came out that uh, there was an investigation brought by the uh, members of the board WWE into uh, words, allegations, rumors, and, and innuendo that Vince McMahon has a has a uh, expensive settlement with a former. Employee in WWE, believe uh, she was some type of assistant, uh, and uh, the word is um, there was a quote consensual unquote um, relationship, sexual relationship with this man and um, this uh, this employee, and um, also involves around. Her salary of about a hundred thousand dollars being bumped up to two hundred thousand dollars, and um, she is apparently left the company. And uh, there was a non-disclosure agreement signed between Vince McMahon and um, the former employee. And there was a cash settlement along um, amongst the likes of like three million dollars. And as they have dug into this, they have found there are more. Non-disclosure agreements with former female employees um, in the company in the past, and they're digging through all of that stuff. And um, that in itself is a lot. Um, so, where where would you where would you like to go from there, Vince? Uh, I almost called you Vince, my God. Where would you like to go from there, Rich? Vince McMahon is paying for pussy. That that's that's pretty much
1: like we took the long way there, and uh, I just want to go straight to it. Vince McMahon is out here on his young fella. I'll pay for it. Those of you that frequent the Tampa Bay nights nightclub scene, uh, you know there's a song by by a gentleman. I believe his name was Young Fella, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was
2: Young Fella. He did a song with Kendrick actually, and on the song he talked about throwing alley hoops. Now alley hoops, alley hoops.
1: You know what? I might as well just you know.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: fucking Tampa. those of you on the Twitch stream.
2: Oh man.
1: You know, hey, give give me y'all some juke music right now on the stream. Oh man,
2: yeah. They ever tell you about the time we went to Miami and like we told I them I pay we... for it, I <laughs> pay
1: for it, I pay for it, Vince McMahon. they ever
2: tell you about the time that we went to Miami, me and Ke- me and Alice and Kendrick, and like we told them we were from Tam- Tampa Bay area, and they were like, "Y'all ain't doing that juke shit, is you?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> they they, they thought- we were some of them. We we were not, but no. Nope. But yeah, man, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, not a young fellow, you know. Oh man.
1: Um, Free Tampa but Tome, yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Aside from the comedic point, um, with there, I want to talk about the serious point. Uh, Tanya, who has joined our show quite frequently, I think has been the single best person on Twitter that has been tweeting about this stuff. Where she was talking about, like you know, the coercion
2: and like this is rape essentially in a way. The um, damn sure ain't, consensu- it ain't It ain't. damn sure ain't traditionally consensual. Like yes, yeah, she agreed to this, but like maybe she doesn't agree with this. If it's not the most, like if it's not a fucking billionaire, correct. If it's not her boss,
1: yeah. And, and it's like. It, it's a, it's absolutely disgusting. Like playing the the power dynamic, obviously right. from the employees. The the passing of back and forth between McMahon and John Laurinaitis, and uh, you know, saying being passed like toys. You know, these these boys are the tag team champions here. We thought the uh, famous uh, tag team wrestler in the Laurinaitis family was his brother in the Royal Warriors. Apparently not. You know, it is John Laurinaitis
2: and Vince McMahon. Who knew? Like I, it. It made me Google up like the P.J. Hairston, um, Eric Gordon story, where like, you know, top receiver NFL, NBA young player. They meet up somewhere and they just exchange car keys in their you know six digit uh, vehicles, and they just drive off. It, it, it was like that's what it made me think of, like hearing this story about missing Man and. And Laurinaitis is like, yo, like, what is wrong with y'all? And it
1: makes you th- like the, the funny thing out of the fallout. People were shocked of learning about this, you know, this whole thing with Vince. They're like, isn't he married to Linda McMahon? I'm like, if you guys didn't wash Vince McMahon's balls so hard for doing that interview with Pat McAfee and the wrestling media, the the dopes that were tweeting along with it, uh, just say, oh, it just humanized Vince. It just, you know, all that you would have picked up in the interview. This man was talking about my wife at the time and you might have been able to crack something open there but no you were falling to your knees and bowing at the altar of the mcmahon uh or vince mcmahon just like the idiots that did so on smackdown and on raw earlier this evening um this man like from there that's one part of the story obviously there's three million dollars NDA is involved yep. people think there's like you know there's a great conspiracies out there right now Nick Khan's knocked people off Stephen McMahon has been reinserted uh, as the interim CEO now uh, that was the that came down like a couple days later Vince McMahon still remains uh, in control of creative so that shows you how much of a uh, sham this entire thing is this is a play that they've run before um, and you know, shout out to Stephanie, I guess, you know, all, all the, uh, you know, the time, you know, I, I guess I didn't get it right with the politics, but, um, you know, I guess the time with the family, she she had enough, like, you know, either she was sick of them kids or or Hunter or, you know, it was good enough for her. those those two weeks really refreshed her and, you know, uh, and gave her, you know, just another zest for life, you know, uh, and, you know, they buried her on the way out uh, in the business journal or whatever the hell it was called. And ironically, she's back here in the puppet role. Uh, yeah. Everybody knows Vince is still in charge.
2: Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, I, I, Should I just, like, do the whole thing where, like, I just pretend as if, like. we will we will handle this appropriately and like we will never see this man again after the after the conclusion of this or am I just gonna be like or should I just go straight to the cynical like nothing's gonna change because you know this is a fucked up world. Should I just should I just go straight to that? I mean is
1: that like that is that's how we normally do racism, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: Don't come to One Nation radio looking for hope, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will I am, I am not just going to write this off as, like, it's not going to happen that he gets moved out of the chair outside of him dying in the chair. But if this don't, he's just going to die in the chair.
1: A lot of people have gone down for less. Um, yeah. Th- this is flat out disgusting when you look at it from just about any angle like he should be um, gone any
2: other place outside yeah. of fucking pro wrestling or air the few other like slime slime places or whatever else air industries he'd be out of there he'd be gone and you know or he would have been gone by now right like like you don't survive like the massage parlor story from you know almost 15 20 years ago
1: they um then he had the nerve to they they essentially sealed up the most disgusting promotional tactic, um, oh,
2: God, with
1: yeah. with doing it you know aver- advertising him out of nowhere to show up on SmackDown and then I don't know that was just like one of the weirdest things I saw the Twitter clip because no way were they getting me to watch SmackDown under regular circumstances these circumstances or pretty much any other circumstances uh, I caught the clip who's absolutely bizarre. It, it was. He, Vince looks like he's about to drop dead in the ring. He, lo- he looks old as dirt at this point. Uh, but uh, this guy shows up, talks about this then-now-forever stuff, and together, the crowd's falling all over themselves to cheer this man, and it was just like, this is Trumpian.
2: Yep. 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 Um. It's a cult, and <laughs> <laughs> just like... I don't. I, there are so many things that are cult ish, right? Um, just this one is another example of like that. Like you know, I'm a Florida State football fan. As that shit was going on in early, uh, in like you know, post championship, post national championship, with like all of the James Winston stuff and people, you know, FSU Twitter, if you will, like FSU Twitter was a cult. I'm just, that, that was a cult. I'm not going to pretend like like it wasn't just because I am a Florida State football fan. Like, but that shit was disgraceful. Um, and like we, I think it was Sam in, uh, one of the threads, basically like the LLP ish type of thread that we have. And he was like, he asked like, how do you think the reaction is going to be? And I was like, Oh, it's going to get cheered. They're probably going to do, they're probably and they're probably going to bow to him. And sure enough, they cheered and they bowed. And I was like, right. yeah, that's, that's what I expect. They didn't, they didn't show up to a WWE event to like care about how this, man, you know, treats or feels about women. And it's already been decided. Hell, like, that's probably why they like WWE so much. Because they hate the women. <laughs> they might, oh. they might, you know, showcase some of them because they're really talented and they, you know, and some of them draw re- quarter ratings or whatever else. But, like, at they the end of the day, like, it's still the same place that, like, had, you know, they had Linda McMahon sitting in a fucking wheelchair in a coma as, like, he's having, as she's running around, as Vince is running around on her in Storyline.
1: Yeah, man. Trish um,
2: Trish is barking like a dog. You know,
1: they they, they, they put out um, the the woman's like information on, on social media and all that, and Who it's did, uh,
2: somebody did that that uh, that is of some note that that uh, effectively you know yeah. did that. Who was it? Do you remember?
1: Shepherd. What
2: the fuck is wrong with him?
1: Everything, but um yeah this is um it makes you look at vince and it's like obviously i i feel like people are are doing a little bit of deflecting when they say why are you surprised by this and, oh yeah, that's you know it's like it's like a whole thing like that but i'm like yo why can't we just talk about this like, like fuck the surprise that that's about it it's like this is disgusting. Like, it, it is horrible, bro. Like, this is just the highest level of just, like, I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I don't even know what to say. It's like just, you, you know.
2: I think you were talking about how, um, after Ember Moon talked about how Laurinaitis was, um, or not Laurinaitis, but basically, like, people were more or less, like, telling the NXT 2.0 women how to dress, uh, without saying it, dress more, uh, provocatively, um and you were saying like yeah like the corporate mandate is sexy it makes it all less sexy and like I gotta say like all the talk about the alpha male stuff that this man is has done for in you know built himself on for the past you know 40 years almost um including you know the Mr. man stuff like the genetic jackhammer shit is like bro you pay for all that really that's really okay. Mark, like <laughs> John, a literal John,
1: little Johns, John Laurinaitis, and wow, Vincent John McMahon.
0: <laughs> Vincent.
1: <laughs> Look, that man's name is Kennedy. So what we know, John, John Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> yeah, uh, absolutely disgusting. I hope Vince like gets thrown out. It probably won't happen, but um, yeah chaos around world wrestling entertainment who knew
2: yeah like um I, I know i know people have been petty over the last couple weeks but like fuck it like i love her so it doesn't really matter one way or the other but like becky lynch who this is the yeah, place you know back to more the or less like this is the place you want to be for women's wrestling and all that kind of stuff and it's like okay so where do you turn to now like Sasha and Naomi said, "Hey man, hold these belts. We f- we're getting the fuck out of here." Um like I, they got Becky out here d- doing the 24/7 chase thing with Dana Brooke a couple weeks ago. Um and she looks ridiculous. Rhea Rhea is apparently missing her match with Bianca so in place they put Carmella who like 11 months ago they put her out there at SummerSlam. To, uh, as a come down between, like telling you that the Sasha Banks Bianca two match has been pulled, but we're going to give you Becky Lynch a surprise to get you to go down and come up the roller coaster. Uh, and now, like it's it's in real life, and you're really going to get Carmella, um, like these women's titles that, that Sasha and Naomi. Um, put on that table. They gonna stay on that fucking table apparently because I don't. I never heard anything about. Oh, you know, to be determined the how they're gonna be. You know, put back into use for all. They're they're effectively defunct. We may never see them, them shits again, and it's a shame because like those are some of the best looking belts they've ever had. Um, Ronda Rousey is I heard getting ethered by Nate by Natalia of all people after after Ronda I mean. Rousey after Ronda Rousey pointed out, hey, you and your sister's thing is creepy. You're doing an incest gimmick, and and then she's still she's still lost.
1: That should be impossible.
2: Yeah, it should be, and that's and, you know it is Italian who's not some great promo. This is this is purely Twitter fingers. So like, hey, um, you know, like it's been a good run, <laughs> but. <laughs>
1: it's time to start talking about women's wrestling in WWE and where they're going wrong and failing and dropping the ball. And we can start with Sasha Banks, man, Sasha Banks may or may not have been released depending on who you ask. Maybe she was released weeks ago. Let some tell it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> if this is the case, um, I would like everyone to get on tw- that is getting on Twitter and talking about, yeah, she's going to Hollywood to stop working yourselves into delusion. You know, <laughs> this is this is setting up to be as bad as John Moxley is going to retire. You know, <laughs> this is setting up to, to be as bad as John Moxley is going to leave the business for three years and then come back to, to WWE. Stop this. You know where she's going. I know you
2: don't like it. Look at me in my eyes. <laughs> Deal with it. She's going. Yeah, my personal favorite one was I would like to see her. I would like to see her in Japan. And I kept seeing it over and over. Keep in mind, like I heard I got to this news later than than y'all did as it was all coming or as the the story who like the person who broke it was Ra, was it Raj Giri, his name. Yeah, like Raj Geary, a personal person, I think is an asshole. Like when he's you know <laughs> on camera said that like what was it is only getting the only getting pushed as a AEW Women's World Champion because she's dating Kenny Omega, which one I don't think was even true at the time. Uh, yeah. At the time, and and also like let's put Sheeta's resume in la uh you know at that time in that particular year against any of the women in the world in America or not in the world but in North America, and like she would have been. In the top five easily, so to say to try to dismiss her as, you know, whatever else was bullshit. Uh or being meritless it's just a, you know, political push. Whatever. Uh so the, the 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 sweet part is like either he's is either Sasha is actually gone, which she, you know, she has tried to get she got tried to get in 2019, or B, this fucker. Put off, set off this motion, and he's gonna be wrong as fuck, and there'll be no reason to actually listen to him ever again. So I'm good either man, way. I'm good with either one. Good with either one. Um, is, is that a pack being opened right there on that one? <laughs> but, I don't know. Um, you know, he's anti yeah. AEW, so like he'll still have a, an existence. But like people that are you know, that are keen to see, see, seeing that he's full of shit will also be like, oh, okay. So not only are y'all full of shit, you're also wrong, right? Right. So, um, but anyway. Yeah, um I saw the, the I saw the I saw tons of the I would like to see her in Japan, including from uh uh buddy from Forbes that always that it always ah, what's his name? I can't remember his uh, name.
1: this is nasty. Uh Alfred, I believe yes, is his name. I think yes. it's Alfred. Yeah.
2: Yes, yes, yes. The Fashion National's mark. Yeah, Fashion uh, Nationals.
1: Cheese board guy. The oh geek. yeah,
2: that's right, that's right. He yeah. um he said he he would like to see her in Japan. I'm like, where in Japan? Japan no promotion I ever heard of. <laughs> so it's like, oh, what you're saying is like anywhere, but AEW is really what you're saying. Cut the bullshit. Like, because I- like, if she does end up in AEW with the addition of like a Ember Moon to go to go with the addition of like Cara Hogan to go to go with the team of uh, Stokely or whatever else and the baddies. Uh, and also a team like Swerve in Our Glory to go with the TNT. Gotta champion, say, man, with the go with the TNT champion, uh, Scorpio Sky. Like it would make you, and, and also you know someone like Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Jones would make you like an asshole for for starting off this thing when you knew that, or when most you know people would be like, hey, like their AEW is basically like the best of the American Indies, if you will, and a lot of the best black wrestlers in the American Indies are all signed to WWE and as they will get released out of the company or leave the company, they will naturally gravitate and end up in AEW because it's another place to go now. And then a lot of the stuff that you were hearing about diversity which wasn't really about diversity, it was about black people which people weren't just fully saying it with their chest. Well then look fucking stupid. So I will, I don't want her after I've after I've talked this much cash shit and foolishness and fuckery that I don't want her to go to AEW because then it will make me look like a schmuck in the long run which was inevitable but I'm trying to get my my grip going on as long as I possibly can so
1: James it I, sounds like you're saying the game has been switched on some ludicrous shit yeah
2: so <laughs> yeah so I want her to go to Japan but never saying where Japan like you know and like it was funny because I was way never wrestling
1: wave let's go after, Let after I put up my play. tweet
2: it was funny because I was waiting for a hit dog to holler. It never came. To, it never came up. It was a lot of likes. It was, it was one it was universally liked. Go figure. But I was waiting for someone to copy in and be like, "Well, what? Say a place like X, Y, and Z?" And be like, "Bro, I just did a three-hour fucking podcast on Joshi a couple weeks ago. Don't act like don't don't try to play me like I know what <laughs> the fuck I'm talking about." So, but it didn't happen. No one fell into the booby trap. But I was setting the trap just see how would react. But no one. But no one. No one took the bait. Oh uh, no one no, no one was no one stuck on that particular landmine so good for them kudos because they're just gonna get arm in the rim this this carter style oh, with that one oh man that's. but uh yeah so uh but anyways like yeah so you don't want them you want them to go to japan which could be any fucking thing especially in this era of uh which like, means they don't baby. know shit go- what's going on Look. because like if they say if they suggested they wanted someone to go to Japan, a woman wrestler to go to Japan, in this era, in this climate right now, there's only two places really to go worth speaking of, right? Like no 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 knock to any other Joshi promotions, like like Seedling, like Ice Ribbon, like Sendai Girls, like uh much different places. Like you mentioned, pro Pro Wrestling Wave. But all these places now are pretty much like almost like produce feds. Like they they only have a handful of people, and everybody else outsources, freelancers, Whether it's like, Your shit it's might like not colors, even make whatever. tape.
1: He's trying to say,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Diana, Diana wasn't making tape at all for a long time. But yeah, that's my point. So, like, when you say you want to do, you want to see her do and Z, Like, if you want to see you do X, Y, and Z, like, how you gonna get a hold of it? I know right. I'm gonna get a hold of it. How are you gonna get a hold of it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo the stands um i think we gotta talk about them too like um i just i just wait like it's hilarious because a lot of them are they're they're writing these obituaries and acting like she's dying and like her career is over and all this stuff and it's like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be so like they're gonna be so hurt they're gonna be so hurt it's gonna be it's gonna be Incredible, quite, quite frankly, to see the uh the amount of back walking that's going to go on, and um I I just welcome it. I welcome it. Um, yeah. So, the, go but ahead, sorry. Sasha. As a as a person, you know, I always thought uh, Sasha would be like I've always for a long time said there's like spot for you know one of the super like women that was on WWE would mm-hmm. eventually leave and go. Mm-hmm to AEW. I always predicted it would be Sasha. At times, it looked like it was gonna be Charlotte, because there was some shit going on with her, it, it yeah. seemed and, like.
2: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, like, uh, you first predicted this around the time Sasha left after WrestleMania 35, Um, that it was gonna be somebody, and only two times it ever looked like it was gonna be somebody out of here. It was gonna be Sasha, and then um Charlotte, as Charlotte was, like, f- literally, like, accidentally on purpose fucking stuff up on television at WWE. Mm. Trying, like, if she if she if there were no AEW they I feel like they probably would have thought of seriously releasing her after that bullshit. But you know whatever like they were end up working get into it they end up uh, working it into a work shoot and then they went from there.
1: Another good one. They were saying that AEW couldn't afford Sasha, which is like absolutely what? ridiculous on every way you look at it. I right? had
2: never heard that one, but I would have like oh I, yeah I, I would have loved to have tweeted that that one had I seen it because that yes. is ridiculous.
1: But but they want to see her go to Japan. You know, but, you know, um. But
2: they can't... Yeah. They want to see her to go to Japan, but they can't... But AEW can't afford her. What do you think she would be making in Japan? Do you think it would be a comparable... Do you think... Do you think Rossi is is paying her as much as... as much as Tony Khan would pay her? Because I, I would say, no the fucking... No fucking way. No fucking way. Um... And... She would be working on commission just like everyone else does there.
1: Like, Sasha we know the the career that she's had while having an eighth of the push mm. that someone like Charlotte or Becky has had people will will talk all day about you know how her main event in WrestleMania she won x amount of titles she was a tag team champion blah blah, blah. sasha told you what she thought of those belts uh, when she laid them shits on the desk, like like oh y'all like these don't mean shit, like because she's always the one that's tried to make them mean something, yep. and all they've done is fuck this woman around, yep, uh, with these belts, whether it was with the Australians uh, <laughs> or whether it was gonna be what was about to happen to her. There, we know, like we've talked about Sasha Banks for years on this show. This is the greatest uh, women's wrestler that this country has ever produced, yep, and. I don't think it's particularly close, personally. Um, they, <laughs> they they didn't get it. The the crowd wanted Sasha. They always picked Charlotte. And for large parts of her career, Sasha Banks... I want y'all to, 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 to pay attention real quick. Clip this. Send it to whoever you want to send it. Sasha Banks' WWE career was her... It consisted of her putting over lesser white women. And I don't care whose feelings that hurts. It's the truth. How many times did she have to lose to Alexa bliss? How many clean jobs did she have to do to Charlotte flair to get Charlotte and make sure Charlotte was over? Becky Lynch. She benefited off of Sasha Banks fresh, fresh return run. How many, other, how many others can, can, can we talk about? Weird? I mean, you just mentioned
2: the iconic. So, I mean, that's right. Oh, there. yeah. Yeah.
1: Sasha winning a match finally at WrestleMania after all these years this year. Literally the reverse Undertaker for a lot of other times. And I talked about when we were talking about the women's division in AEW about what the women's championship actually means in correlation to a particular product. Like, it's not like the men's championship where you can be somewhere else on the card. Right. And then, you know, whatever. <clears throat> if you're not the champion, that means and you're not in the rotation. That means you're probably on the sideline. Uh, we we know all the stop start stuff they did with her and Bailey only to pull it out when there was no fucking crowd there. When there was uh, the Thunderdome, the PC we saw how Bailey was welcomed back. Um she she's got she she uh probably got to miss WrestleMania as a healthy scratch and get sunned by the Bella Twins. Yeah. Um immediately, like, you know,
2: with Sasha,
1: they do And word is the like she's healthy right wins. now and they just
2: they don't have anything for her right now.
1: They never really Last gave Sasha the big wins. Sasha's always been the, the person that's actually popped quarter hours, yep. has actually had a strong fan base, has actually done a lot of these things that people convinced themselves that Charlotte did. And, right. I, and I don't want to take Charlotte down in this, but like I feel like those two, this is Triple H and The Rock right here that we're talking about. And it's like there was somebody that was doing all these jobs to make someone else look good. And the other person didn't need it because they were a quote unquote bulletproof. Like that, that's what was going on with Sasha Banks. Yeah. And <laughs> we remember WrestleMania 32. She comes out there with Snoop Dogg. We remember NXT. It was Sasha from day one till now. And they going to feel it. They are going to feel it uh, with the departure of her fan base, who is, who would ride for not only Sasha but that
2: company? Like their lives depended on it. Um, you know what? It reminds me a lot of like Lakers fans and Kobe Bryant fans. Like we're going to see where their allegiance really lies. Uh, if and when this all officially comes out that she's going from the company or ends up somewhere else. And like I think we're gonna see a a great divide. Like the way that LeBron becoming a Laker, like let people kind of see where, where people really lie ultimately. Like her with AEW, we're we're really gonna see like where you really where people you know, allegiance is really lie with this. It's gonna be interesting to see how this how this all shakes out. It really is. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, like me mentioned that, Kobe, huh, Kobe fan? I mean, <laughs> Y'all know what it is, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, look, y'all know what it is. You know, I I, th- I think the team should be, uh, you know, they, they should have to outsource uh, itself. But whatever, you know, we're, you know, the, the team is being rented out right now to Clutch. Yeah, you know, yeah. eventually that'll be that'll be done. It would be
2: back to business. So. One would think. One would think. Um, you know, but then again, like mom and pop shop that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, like. We'll see how that goes. Uh, But, yeah, we'll get to NBA talk in a second. But, uh, yeah, I just – I – you know, the word was that, like, you know, there was also some, like, little talk that, like, Sasha had her lawyers – had lawyers or or something, like, tried to, you know, seek out her release. So, like, that's interesting to see how that goes because it's like – we're talking about someone that's made is made enough money to have their own lawyers in, in the in the wrestling biz and also, you know, I know uh Lance went on some ran about um saying that like she doesn't have the option that people think she she does and while that is true, um I would like to point out that like we had to, we were v- about the Hollywood, you know, try try your uh Hollywood career. Like we a lot of people in, you know, WWE especially had the same doubts about The Rock and Batista especially uh, Batista, like, you can talk about The Rock with the whole situation where, like, they didn't want to, they let his contract lapse so that, like, he could go to fail in Hollywood, and then they could have, you know, um, leverage uh, if and when he came back, and then that, you know, I'll see you in a few years. <laughs> uh, and then Batista, they didn't want to help even help him promote uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which turned into, like, you know one of the most successful uh, movie franchises uh, of our lifetime. So, like, if you were to, if you were to ask me like from what I knew of Batista then and what I know of Sasha Banks now and like her um her potential to land some scenes and some roles in Hollywood if she meets the right people compared to Batista at the time I, my money would be on Sasha in front of Batista. But that doesn't mean it you know it's in the bag but like you know I just think that um just dismissing it outright or like getting or trying to like get in front to try to dunk on the Sasha fans like or stands, if you will, like, I don't know bro, I would have left that one in the chamber, because, like, I think that one can blow up in your face. Uh, but, you know, you know, Lanzo, Lanzo wants to jump out there and be, be, be out on that one, so good for him. Like, ultimately, like, this is a woman that wants to wrestle. Right. Regardless of yeah. how successful so <laughs> she wants to she wants to take the Hollywood thing, I think she'll always come back to wrestling, especially given her age right now. So, like, there's still time to do that, and I know, like, the window is shorter for, for women in... in, in or, uh, I mean, I'm um, entertainment, blah, 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 uh, unfairly. But I still think that, like, she still just wants to wrestle somewhere. Somewhere, meaning, like, not WWE, which leads you towards the direction of AEW. And that's why people have talked about, like, the, I hope she goes to Hollywood. I hope she goes to fucking Japan. So, yeah, that's what, they say. That's what it all <laughs> takes us back to. It's like, oh, so any, any, it's like, you can leave us, but don't go over there.
1: Don't you dare do it. What you dare do? Well, I'm wondering would they disown her? You know, would they? Would they like? We going
2: We gonna see because what's
1: the play here?
2: Because look, when she if she come out here and she still has blue hair, I don't see why you can't just be a part of the of the Mercedes of the Mercedes mob. I don't. I don't get it. The Sasha crew that can't just transition right over to the to the Mercedes. No. They, they, it, it was seamless. I, I
1: bet, bet they, gotta, they they real they real if, if picky no, about that name. I bet
2: Rich, if you don't have if you don't have like a title belt in your Abbey, you ain't even got to change the picture. You ain't even got to change your avatar. <laughs> Am I you wrong know, don't, here? Don't
1: worry, James. They they gonna replace her with Nikita Lyons. You know that that's 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 their plan, the master plan.
0: Um.
2: I don't even. Is this something that they, they? This something you've seen, or is this something you're yes. joking about? I'm sorry. What? So,
1: uh, like, the thinking with WWE is like they can just replace her with someone else or whatever. And you know, look at looking at how they book they're probably right in, in in a sad, sad way because obviously they wouldn't know like what to do with a Sasha Banks. <laughs> so the, the actual impact of what she's, what she will produce will probably end up less than what it should be. So in theor- theory, maybe you can replace her.
2: You can't replace. Look, man, that what song was it? One, one of the, it was David Dennis actually. He's put posted on Twitter. He posted a picture of Sasha Banks. I had no idea that this replacement thing was even. I thought it was just a joke. But David Dennis had posted a picture of Sasha, and then under it, it was like, "Okay, then make another hove." Like, yeah. just you know. I, so, uh, what Kingdom Come song was that from?
1: It was on Lost Ones.
2: That's right, because Dre made that. Beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the songs like Lost Ones. Is it okay? Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about if, rapping
1: a little bit. Jay-Z and Dr. Dre should be banned from working
2: together. I, 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 After Kingdom Come, yeah. Yeah, like the commission stuff in theory sounded a lot sweeter than in 2006. Happened. We were like, oh, no, no, no. But, um, yeah, just the Nikita Lighting thing is like.
1: Ain't it depressing?
2: I, look, man, I've never seen her wrestle um but like i don't outside of i get like <clears throat> outside of i guess like black men that hate black women like i don't know i don't know who is supposed to just gravitate from the sasha like fandom into the 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 the, the lions verse like i don't i don't know who that's supposed to appeal to the lion the lion's roar People, the, the that's what the lion's wait, wait, wait. that's what they're called. The line are, are these serious names, or are you just joke? I'm, I'm just making these. Oh, like, okay. I'm gonna say, the boy, they already a name for this, you know? Boy,
1: the lionesses, yeah. Um, but countdowns on, um, so I, you know, countdowns on, uh. How <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see you soon, Sasha or Mercedes, whatever the hell you're gonna go by. <clears throat> um, let's see. Um, so what's next, man? Steph Curry. Okay. Speaking of people opening up packs and cigars, victory cigars and, and everything else, we hadn't talked about the NBA Finals. It kind of just the schedule worked out weird this year. Where we couldn't get a preview done and all that, but I did pick Warriors and six. Everybody and that ended up happening. Uh, Steph Curry in the wins the Finals MVP. Warriors win in six. Uh, yeah, man, this was a uh, this is a, a very like fun kind of series to watch. Um, there was like I didn't necessarily think there was a uh, like the, like I don't know. It was hard because it like. Game one was like the Celtics just like lost their fucking mind in the fourth quarter. And I was like, well, if they don't lose their fucking mind, I clearly saw who the better team was throughout most of this game. And then I felt like that played out over most of the series, pretty much. Um and then Steph just went all time in game four and throughout this series pretty much. This is a excellent, excellent series. Uh of course, he gets his first finals MVP should it be a second one, but yep. whatever. Um this guy, like he's my favorite player in the league. I think he's like just he changed the way the game is played. Calling him the greatest shooter ever is an understatement yeah. to his greatness. Yeah. Uh at this point, I feel like that's that's like the next category. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, he's the greatest shooter ever. Like <laughs> like that's the other part of what he's doing. But um just to see the dirt that was thrown on him. Uh, and and his team over the last couple of years, the the amount of like inner workings in the media, I felt like that was out to undermine them and break their team up with the Kevin Durant departure and all that other stuff. He they made a lot of people look dumb, and it was like I I don't know what there wasn't to like de- <laughs> like. People talk about Hakeem Olajuwon and the Rockets and the Heart of a Champion stuff. I saw all that Heart of a Champion stuff uh, from the Warriors uh, in this series. All of it. From Draymond to Clay to Steph to, (laughs) like... Just Andre Iguodala, like, coaching up, you know, people from the sidelines, being the real UD, but, <laughs> you know, actually contributing to winning. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr, I-, I think, just, you know, adding another one for, for for his resume. This is his ninth NBA title, James. Yep. Um, This guy, like, this, I, I think this is a special team, special group of players, uh, holding off, you know, like, it wasn't the Celtics' time. Uh, Wiggins had Tatum in jail tonight (laughs) in game six. Um, I felt like uh, Jalen Brown was the better Celtic of the the two forwards um, in in this series. And I I would not have predicted that going into this. Even while Um, not being able to dribble, huh? Correct. Like, apparently like that man decided he's Clyde Drexler, you know, apparently. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, like, I don't I don't think it was a Celtics time. Like, no shame to them. It's just like, nah, y'all ain't there yet. Um, like y'all ain't y'all ain't dogs in the way that these dudes was dogs. And it was funny because like the whole thing was like, yeah, the the Warriors going was gonna get locked uh, locked up by the Celtics, but like this the Warriors were doing the locking up. Marcus Smart, your defensive player of the year, we need to keep that award at Steph's house now. <sighs> like, there's no way they can win with Marcus Smart
2: as their point guard. I, I've seen enough. Well, I mean, like, we already I I mean, that's kind of the reason why like I didn't watch the finals this year. It was like uh, I I feel like it was going seven. I don't know who's gonna win, but I felt like either way, <clears throat> I was gonna get a bowl and shoot ugly series. So I wasn't really interested. Like I was just like and I felt like personally watching I mean it kind of I was wrong when it going seven, but I was like overall, generally speaking, it was like Steph is so much better than everybody else on the floor. Um, but I think like his teammates are, might, might cost him this series. Um, luckily, uh, Andrew Wiggins showed up, um, in, in spurts, like when it finally came down to the, the la- it in the it took six games, but Draymond Green finally contributed something. Um, and Clay had a couple games that were really good. Like, and, and like, ultimately for me, uh, going through listening to people talk about this series and hearing about like. And then seeing some of these box scores and seeing like, it seemed like in in one quarter of each half, one team would just basically like just completely just short circuit offensively and Mm -hmm. score like four or 11 points in a quarter, both teams. And it really came down ultimately to is one team has Steph Curry, the other team does not. And that team is going to lose because they do not have Steph Curry. Uh, so, like, I can't really, because I didn't watch it, I cannot get into uh, the um, the nuts and bolts of the series. But what I will say is, Steph Curry is who I thought he's been pretty much since 2013. Um, like, I think that in this particular era, there are three generational people. The way people talk about Magic and, and Bird. Uh, like, the way that people, or if you want to say the entire 80s, you say Magic, Michael, and Bird. Like I think there is LeBron or Durant and a uh Steph Curry and those are the three and like there you go. Um so like when it comes to the Celtics as far as the future, I'm not as I'm not as like uh optimistic about their future as others are. Like I understand that Tatum is twenty four, um Brown is twenty five. We're gonna see if they wanna stay in Boston. There's that and also like I just don't think the When people were ready to anoint Jason Tatum after sweeping the Nets, I I was hesitant, and uh, you know I kind of am hesitant with anybody that gets that kind of that kind of uh, um label. Like I, I remember, it took me until 2017 to finally be like, okay, I get what people are saying about the Kawhi thing. Before I was like, he fucking drifts and floats through games, and some and sometimes you realize he's out there aside from defense. And then, like, you know, he uh, I think it was Memphis series when he was basically, like, scoring 40 in uh, 2017 in in certain games in the playoffs. And it was like, oh, okay, like, now I see why people, you know, talk about him this way. Or or maybe he's—or actually, I think he's finally arrived to the height that people give him. Like, I understand he won a finals MVP, but, like, it wasn't like he just fucking, you know, blew people away in that way. But, like, once he's scoring 40 on the Grizzlies and he's basically, like, looking like second three-peat Jordan— like, move per move, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Um, And then, obviously, you know, a couple years later, 2019, he had that fantastic run. But by that point, tomorrow's our I had already finally saw what people else were seeing, because I I hadn't fucking seen it in that way. Um, But when it came to Steph, it was always like, he always, or, because of the shooting, he's always going to have a clunk, or he seemingly is always going to have one or two clunkers in a series, but once you look at the averages, it evens out to about 26 five and five and that's what he's always been in the playoffs so it's like when people um want to give him shit for blowing the uh the os or the 16 finals it's like go go back and look at his numbers like he played well like i understand like people uh get on him because like people feel like it's an excuse that we saw his fucking knee buckle or whatever else but and then he scored 38 in game four but it's like he the dude to do hundred percent. We can't pretend like we didn't see that dude's fucking knee buckle. Um, <laughs> so, so like, for me is like, I don't, I, he, you know, I've always liked him. I think that, uh, if I, if I, I'm not going to pretend like I, I think he's better than LeBron or Kevin Durant, like at the peak of their powers. Or like when I say I got to have it, I need to see what you can do at the peak of what you can do. Like, he ain't got no 51-point finals game. He doesn't have a, what, 47-17-9 playoff game. But, like, outside of, like, the, the insane all-time stuff, he's, like, his like his, he can top out and he, he does have certain moments, like, give you 33 in a in a game seven in the second half. His, he absolutely his game, has stuff his, like that. His
1: game four in this series is definitely...
2: 43?
1: The, the all-time Pantheon right, yeah, yeah. performance.
2: Yeah, yeah but... I, I don't want to say, but, uh, but, uh, I want to say, I want to say, but I say but I guess where I'm getting at is I think that Steph Curry's brilliance is in mesmerizing you or just giving throwing the hammer, dropping the hammer on you for like a quarter or a half, not necessarily like managing an entire game more times than not is his greatness is that as opposed to Give dropping a hammer down to you for a whole entire game, controlling every single thing because physically he's not a Jordan, LeBron, Durant, impo- or person that just like has these dimensions that are impossible to guard or has athleticism that's impossible. Like he is his impossible stuff is the shooting, and sometimes you can mess with him, and sometimes because he's shooting from such a great distance, there's variance in how uh, he can dominate. But the domination is there, but it's in spurts as opposed to it can just be an entire game. And the 43 and then them and, and but then like the the 43 and then game five. Was it game five? Yeah, game five were like they no no game four was the forty three. Game five oh, is yeah. when they basically said, We're just gonna phase guard them and we're okay. To, guard them. And we're we're okay with playing half court offense four on four, we're taking them out of the game, which is like I'm sorry, but that's a that's a testament to his dominance that they're like we are okay with giving NBA players four on four offensive space. That is absurd. Game changing, like literally game changing. Yeah, like, that is dominant. Dominant without having to touch the ball because they won't let you touch the ball.
1: It's talking about making your teammates better, like that's exactly.
2: There's no better example <laughs> than we'd rather play four and four <laughs> uh, defense in the half court than let this other fucking guy touch the ball. That's exactly what that is.
1: Bro, by the time Game Six came, like the Celtics were just like. Well, fuck it. Like, just do what you want. Like, it, like they they was like they beat them and they beat them and they beat them and then it was round fifth or round like round twelve and it was just like we ain't got it no more, man. Just just knock me out. Like that's
2: that's, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Um. So. Legend. So as far as Steph, I uh, I think before the game even, when I called you. I was like, I, I you know I got the resume up. I do the thing when there's a. all-time final or all-time NBA player, you know, wins the finals, I basically like go over the resume and then like try to figure out where they are at this point in their, you know, that, you know, the, the year is over. And, um, for me, I've always had, or not always, but for a while, a few years I've had basically Steph and Durant basically like in the same realm, each other within one or two people. Um, uh, so for me, Um, last year when Durant was going fucking insane, having like some of the, you know, best out or playoff performances of all time. Um, but ultimately losing the seven, I had Durant in front of him. Um, they were on the same team together. Well, one, Durant was better for longer. And two, they were teammates on the same team. And like, they were kind of like a one, a one B, you could flip at a time. But like when shit hit the fan, the person that was, uh, proved to be the person to get them out of the jams were Durant more times than not. So, um, like just seeing that all together, I had him in front. But now that it's four to two, I'm not gonna argue. Um, I still think Durant's better, but I'm not about, as far as the resume. I'm not about to argue about the resume. Um, so as far as the resume with the four to two thing right now, um, I think Durant. And a head
1: to head win.
2: Uh, yeah. Even though Durant aside outside of Game Six played better, yeah. But yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah. So, like, so for me, it was like, all right, like, cause Durant and and Curry, given their ages, are gonna kind of jump, you know, outside of that, like, get, you know, top end fringe of the top fifteen range into now getting into the the quote unquote Bill Simmons pantheon um and for me it was like all right so i'm just like i think steph is ahead now to put him into getting out of the, the end of it and put him towards the the you know the the back half of it like you know the 10 12 or whatever in like that then turned into like all right so like and for, for for me personally like i'm including guys from the 60s i'm sorry like I'm not doing the this person cannot play in this league. I'm going by like your resume and dominance in the era you played in. That's what I'm going by. So when people like see that I have like Bill Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain or Jerry West or Oscar Robinson, I'm be like, tough shit. These were these were the guys that are making all of the first female nbas These are the guys that are making MVPs. You're not gonna tell me their MVPs don't matter don't matter as much as like LeBron's MVPs. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that with y'all. I'm not doing it. So um when so for me like i had to do, do a tiebreaker because like i've always had like the shack and hakeem thing um you know neck and neck and like there's arguments for both and like you could say that you know the floor like the ceiling is way higher on shack and then like the floor was higher on elijah one because elijah one would get swept and also like there's also a lot of people i i feel maybe i'm just my bias from like growing up here in central florida at the time it' feel like people hold it against Shaq because Shaq was that big and strong. You don't account for like, hey, they just basically let people just fucking haul off and flake and foul him on every single play and we just were okay with it because we had no way to, to, to deal with how to guard him. We were okay with it. And like, people don't ever account out there in the math of like, uh, Shaq was always hurt. Shaq got swept. Shaq didn't try hard. If you were out here playing bas- playing basketball where everybody else is playing football against you, I don't think you would be enthused to give you 100% all the goddamn <laughs> time either unless you were pissed off. So, so for me, you know, me, you got to, it, it was like, all right, well, how do you break this up? And I was like, all right, well, I got Shaq at 10. Where, so, it? I mean, I remember you initially, before I even broke it down the, the numbers, I was like, this is for me. This is my, you know, we were talking about my top or whatever else. And I was like, I got Shaq at, you said, you have Steph in the top 10. I was like, well, I got Shaq at 10. you were like, ooh. Mm. So, I had to go, and so then you suggested, all right, well, then break the tie, the the the, the fake tie between Lajuan and Shaq at 11. So, right now, I have Steph at 11. Um... I know there are other people that I've been talking about it right now. And like, I think Bill Simmons says he has him at 10 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my, you know, my, uh, my ranking is based off of the Bill Simmons things while making some adjustments. Cause I think some things are kind of wonky or not wonky, but something is kind of like, eh, with him. Um, so for me, that's why I'm I have him at. I have him as a best basketball player all time at 34 and like, He's going to eventually pass Shaq. I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm going to bristle at it, but he he will. Like Barnes, the type of injury that's altered his career, he has another like five years of being a great player to some extent, and I think that's going to put him over the top against Shaq.
1: Yeah, I think there's like there's a there's a great scenario that exists that he wins one more, and then we're talking about him and Kobe, and I'm going to be like, mm. and, and that's I, the th- I'm, I'm be sitting there with the awkward smile right. on my face, like.
2: Yeah, because I remember saying to you on the air like you look at his playoff stuff and it looks basically like Kobe's the, numbers. Look,
1: is, the, the one team stuff it's like, mm.
2: <laughs> so I remember saying that to you It's like his like his stats basically like because you know the injuries starting out super late because we're talking about like a uh, at this point like a thirteen year prime with, with Steph and it's like. His numbers, his playoff or his uh, like since he got to his promise in 2013 and his playoff stuff, like all that stuff, basically looks like Kobe's num- exact same numbers, except except one he didn't do it for nearly as long as Kobe, and two Kobe was also like one of the best defenders of his era, and Steph Curry gets picked on all the goddamn time. So like I'm not I'm not ready to go there with the Kobe thing. I'm just not. I'm, I know there are some that will or whatever else and talk about like the peak of it and and what have you. I just gotta. I, I I just I'm just not there. I'm just not. I, I I'm not there. Um, we'll see how that goes with the rest of it. I think I think it's in. Um, I think that it's in. Uh, what do you call it? ball in in the striking distance or whatever else, if you will. Um, for for Durant and for Steph, uh, by the end of their careers, but we'll see how to, how to, the last third of the careers go.
1: Yep. Um. So yeah, man. Uh. The G one climax started uh or the blocks were released. Yes. Um let me go um, ahead and do a little reset here. So I, hey I have everybody. The, I have the blocks. Oh okay. Yeah. Um yep. everybody in the spaces make sure you guys share the link and all that. We're gonna get our uh, we're talking about the G one blocks and uh if you guys are on the Twitch stream uh do us a favor and uh go ahead and spread the word.
2: All right. All so, right. so uh, A block we have Okada, Jeff Cobb, Tom Lawler, Lance Archer, Jonah, Bad Luck Fale, and Toriano. Um, with the B block we have Ishii, Tomari Taichi, Jay White, Great Khan, Sonata, Tama Tonga, and Chase Owens. C block we have Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Zack Sabre Jr. Kenta, Hiroki Goto, um, what's some name? Henry Hanare? Aaron Hanare.
1: Aaron
2: Hanare. They changed it, yeah. Aaron Hanare in uh, Evil. Uh, and then D-Block, we have Will Osprey, Takagi Shingo, Shingo Takagi. I, don't, I did it in the back like I'm Japanese. <laughs> Shingo Takagi. Alpha uh, uh, Yoshihashi, Juice Robinson, David Finley, and Yujiro Takahashi. So, uh, your thoughts on the layout of these four blocks?
1: Man, they made these things almost as even as they could. So, there's not even really a block to pick on, I, I, think, so? I think. But uh, I would say Okada kind of got slayed here. Uh, go out there and have a match of the year candidates. And while you got Bad Luck Fale, and Torriano in your block, uh, you've got Lance Archer, good wrestler. I don't think you're going to have a match of the year with him. Right. Um, Jonah, a complete unknown. I feel like um, he
2: can swing the tournament one way or the other. Like I, you know, given what he did in NXT, and given what he, uh, I, I, I think he could do in New Japan with some other big dudes. I think he's going to be fun, but I, I still got to see it first. Yeah, uh,
1: Cobb. He should be awesome. Yep. Uh, Filthy Tom should be awesome. Yep. But yeah, that A Block is o- Okada a carry job uh I feel like for a lot of this. Like I don't, I don't looking at that block, I i he's gonna have every, I think, he's gonna have to have everyone's best match. Yeah. Like uh you know Okada and Cobb uh I'm looking forward to yep. uh Archer and and Cobb. That's gonna I'd uh, probably say Ar- Jonah and Cobb would be be interesting. Tom and Okada and
2: Okada and Archer? Did I already say that? Uh, no. I think you said Cobb first, but yeah. Yeah, that's those are the masters on that one. Yeah, so, I mean...
1: I think Ogata wins that block pretty handily.
2: Yeah, that's the one thing that I was thinking of about it was, like, one, I think this is, like, a, a version of, like, a Haas block with those three with with, with Archer and Jonah and and um, and um Cobb in there. Uh, in Falle. Yeah, sure, in Falle. but... Um, <laughs> But like Okada's going to have to have everyone's best match. And like, I I don't think there's any illusions that he's, that he won't win this block easily.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think filthy Tom is going through. Yeah.
2: Um, so so I guess we move on to the B block as mentioned. uh, Four
1: blocks, James and Ishii still in the B block, holding (laughs) it down the spirit.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, um, as I mentioned, Ishii, Taichi, uh, Jay White, Okan, Sonata, Tomatonga, and Chase Owens. Um, I, I, I I like this block. I think this block got spared of having any of, like, the, the terrible, weigh-it-down wrestlers. Like, it has the benefit of that. Like, I think all these wrestlers um, are good wrestlers. Um, so obviously I think we start at the top we start with Ishii um and you know a perennial MVP candidate for the g one um ever since you've been watching the g g ones and um hey getting older maybe maybe like
1: one of the last times we'll see Ishii in the g one you know there's a certain reporting that was going around and said you know if this thing hadn't hadn't extended you know to twenty eight he he may not have been in it this year so, really yeah he's he's kinda coming up on that on that chopping block with the age mm-hmm. and you know, they, they about to get him out of here soon, wow. so I don't know yeah. if he's gonna do a vintage issue run but I would not bet against it because
2: yeah. and also like i mean if he if he is not available if they don't want him in the in the uh g one that's fine. AEW will welcome him over here the same way that they welcome over, uh, you know, or American welcomes over to Mor- Suzuki Nada. he's basically done with G1. So, whatever you want to do, he getting paid regardless. He'll be fine. Um, so yeah, like, I look around and I see Ishii-Taishi, which is always a great match. Um, yep. Ishii and Jay White, which one of the best matches of 2020. Um, G1. Um... Ocon, Okan. He always
1: know. has White's number for some strange reason.
2: Yeah. Um Ocon, which is just a person that just gonna come out there and re- a mirror is gonna wrestle everyone else's matches. Say uh Sonata who when he you know, up and down, but I think I think it's up is gonna be uh, fun coming back. I've always been I'm always a Sonata person. Uh so uh Tamatanga, now that he's away from the, you know, the shtick of or stick of being um you know <sighs> bullet club and evil and all the heat that he will have in G ones before, you know, I think he's gonna and he has a stable of of quality opponents throughout. I think he's gonna have a solid um G one and Chase Owens, he's there to be at the bottom of the block.
1: Indeed. Um he's gonna have I some good matches
2: early in the cards.
1: I, I'm pretty intrigued to see what Tamatonga does uh here. Because he is someone that, you know, he's a baby face now. Yep. And I think the most eyes are on New Japan now. I think a lot of people will be seeing him in this presentation kind of for maybe the first time you know so I, i'm interested to see you know what he looks like against a wide variety of people uh i'm definitely interested in okan yep. to see like another step forward for him is this gonna look like you know him and white getting in there like what's that gonna look like um would, he, would it be I, crazy if he's in like the
2: last if he's in contention last day it would not be crazy
1: um yeah. he'll lose but it would not be crazy. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the A block and B block, and it feels like we're headed for Okada versus White, uh, if that's the way it, right. the semifinals lock Yeah, I don't up. know how
2: that goes either.
1: Yeah, I I assume that each block winner, they'll face off in semifinals, and, but I don't know which way it's split. So if it's a case of where I think White will win the block because he's the champion, and then lose to whoever's you know wins a block which is probably okada mm-hmm. gets Okada another shot later in the year probably mm-hmm. wins the belt back i'm I'm going forward here, but uh that's kind of just how I'm seeing it kind of kind of break down but um yeah, I want to see Ishinokan, okan I think that's that would be interesting you mentioned Taichi. Chi um i I think Tai Chi against Jay white would be pervertedly interesting <laughs> so Nah. 'Cause it's
2: gonna be like at this point it's gonna be Tai Chi be like, hey man, enough of the bullshit, you wanna or nah? And it's like, you right. saying this? Tai right. <laughs> Chi? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think um I think that happened in two thousand twenty in the A Block. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, uh I think so.
1: Sonata, I'm not interested in Sonata at all. I, I will know. never I know I will, I I will know. never like I've, I've given up on, I know.
2: On, on, on Sonata. I'm the only um, I'm the only person with stock still. I'm the only one. <laughs> I know. I sold long ago. I, I know. This just let me just let me like my store good ass you know, technical wrestler. Damn, leave me alone. Like y'all didn't bother y'all, y'all didn't bother me nearly as much when when I, when I was a Randy Orton. You know, but 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 when it's when it's a Japanese person that is that is a classic, you know, textbook wrestler that's not charismatic and is also like up and down in the performance, then 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 I get the shit. Okay, no. fine, whatever.
1: So in the comment section, T. Mess Sonata is aggressively not him. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> but but that's the thing, though. Like, the the fan base, the domestic fan base, takes him so much more than the western fan base does and like i don't think people like appreciate appreciate that when they talk about this like whatever 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 it is what it is i get i get limitations too i just like him and he also dresses fly so there's also those dress
1: fly yeah you know
2: that man that, that man that man dresses like he's he that man just up.
1: fly in the ring and out the ring. right
2: and it, look, you know, there's there's something to be said about, you know, you dress for the part you want. And that man wants to be IWGB champion. It will ever get there. Not fucking with evil, but I think there's I think there was a way to get around that. They fucked it up. But whatever, this we are where we are now. This is a new reality. I just got to deal with it, I guess.
1: C-Block James, who's on C-Block?
2: The C-Block. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Naito, Saber, Kenta, Goto, Hanare and Evil. Um I this block is for me the block lord has the most amount of people that I trust. Um I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak for you. I don't know how you feel about it because you know obviously I'm higher on I'm higher on uh, Kenta than you are. But I feel like after Kenta went out there and uh and, and gave his life for this hardcore shit, Russell kicked him. <laughs> and shit. you know what he was doing at boot Bud- at Budokan Hall on uh on one one and Noah like. I just, you know, I've always liked the dude um since he came since he came to New Japan. Um I think his I think his, um, his A-block was underrated that year. And like I I just like his stuff. Um so um he's back. I don't know what his health is like, especially considering like how quickly they send people out uh when they're really, really fucked up and injured. Um yeah, given this was, abuse, given the Bush thing, I have that. It me it gives me a new light on like how just how healthy exactly he is. Uh, the want to will be there. How will the body hold up to you know a lot of injuries on that body? A lot of brutal wrestling over the over the decades at this point. Um, high mileage, yeah, really high mileage. Um, so I, I think that he could swing this this block. I think he can make take this block over the top. He's the luxury in this. Like he's going to have good matches regardless. But if he has great matches with a with a Naito, with a Tanahashi, uh, which they normally do have great matches. um, with you know getting there with with saber um you know i think this is going to be a good block and also like this is also a block that can redeem a lot of what happened with the b block in 2020 when you know you had evil out there um and yano in the oh same block god. out there fucking sucking so i just
1: realized i gotta watch it. we have to see another naito and evil match oh
2: my <laughs> god yeah you do Fuck! You, I mean, you don't have to. I see mean, you don't have to see it. You don't, you it. don't let's have get to that, see let's it. Get that, let's get that right. Yeah, you can just be like, nope, not doing Skip. it tonight. Skip. Not today. Yep, yep. Uh, now look, but. it's eighty. It's eighty-four matches before we even get to the. Uh, before we ever get to it? I, who's that, to say? You know which ones I'm gonna watch. That you know? that
1: Kenta Evil match is going to be disgusting. <laughs> it's gonna make you like squint at your screen. It's gonna make you hold <laughs> your stomach while watching it. Is gonna make you just just start looking around, and be like, why do I have this hobby? Why do I waste my time with this?
2: <laughs> oh my god! So, um, you know, naito Tanahashi is always a great match. Um, Tanahashi and Saber they always have great matches. Um, Goto Goto and Tanahashi just had a good ass match. They'll have a better match whenever they get to it. Like, um, I I think that. I think I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Like, uh I mentioned the, the call back to a lot of these uh people in this block or, or a lot of B block in two thousand twenty. Um with No around, um it's gonna obviously be better, but like I I just think like no juice this time. Um I think it's just gonna be just overall better. Like I obviously, you know, don't I, I the evil thing is going to be a problem. It going to rear his head throughout the entire block. And if he has a match with any of these other, uh, six people, but outside of that, I think like, I just trust all these, I just trust all these vets and good ass wrestlers. I just do in this block. Uh, I'm going to pick Naito to win this block. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I I think I'm going to pick Naito and then pick Naito to put over whoever's going to win D block.
2: okay so so i think i think the two people that actually gonna have the biggest the chance to actually win this are going to be naito and saber like i'm i'm just i'm this, you know after what happened in 2020 um where they eliminated tanahashi before the um the final i'm just like all right i don't think he's i don't think he's going to have another real shot at this um obviously goto no um for the sake of for the sake of my sanity evil is going to be out the hunt um, and so that kind of leaves you with like you know, Kenta Saber hang or Night Tower Saber. I don't think to, you. you think you think he is, is it a spoiler, he gonna
1: hang around to the end.
2: I can see that, yeah. But I, I, I would go with uh, I think I think I would go with uh, Night or Saber, yeah.
1: And then there was the, one, yeah, the, the D block, the butt of all our jokes last week, <laughs> yeah, the Turn- D block,
2: yeah. Um they got you know they got a little bit more respect than um than I thought like I think like their I think their top two is the best two of any block um with Shingo and, and Osprey. Yeah. Um but you got Osprey, Shingo, Elphantasmo, oh, um Yoshihashi, Juice, uh David Finley, and Yujiro. Um yeah. Uh I I'm interested to see where Phantasmo ends up in all of this when you have Juice around um, you know, cause they're both in bullet club and you know, they, uh, so it's interesting to see where that goes, but you know, it's going to be Osprey and Chingo, you know, coming down to the wire on, on this block. I don't think, you can, I don't think they can even pretend to get sneak a third person in for this.
1: Yeah. I, I'm very excited to see Fantasmo get his, uh, test run as a heavyweight here. Uh, he's gonna have <laughs> Will Osprey, Shingo. Those matches are must see. Yep. Um, him and Robinson could be okay, but you know they're both bullet clubs, so it could be weird. Maybe yep. they're they're testing the grounds on turning OP face. Who knows? We already know Yoshihatsu is gonna wrestle for respect. Yep. Um, David <laughs> Finley, he has a match with Juice. I think that should be pretty interesting. Um,
2: they do have. Uh, a- am I? A f- do you get any like? White guy show yo vibes off of uh Juice and in, in Finley, as if like they're 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 a tag team. There was a turn and they get the match and then the match just doesn't happen like you will expect it to happen. Does
1: it fully it- totally could happen because I mean I don't know what what Rock Hard Juice Robinson like. I I miss the, the U.S. title match that he had when the four way. So I don't know what it'll look like you know during the G one um as far as like you know what his tournament output goes Mm -hmm. but um i think finley's good um yeah he is just i just don't care yeah yeah um i'm ready sign me up for a shingle will match any day of the week yeah Uh, these guys are like one of the best rivalries in the history of wrestling yep um and i definitely want to see will and phantasmo like that's you know sign me up big spots baby (laughs) And then Yujiro's here, too, so, you know. Yeah.
2: Three so, Bullet Club members in this block. Yeah, so who do you think is a being a low man in this, Finley or Yujiro? Or I
1: think block? it's going to be Yujiro. Okay. Okay. But Yujiro's going to sneak an upset on Shingo.
2: He's done it before, hasn't he? He did it to Ibushi. Well, I meant, like, specifically, like, for example... Uh, um, you know, there's some where like you know, like for example, uh, Yano in Suzuki, where it's like, oh, that that that's bound to happen. Or like for another yeah, example, yeah. like uh, Saki and Mayu, where it's like, oh, this person. I just...
1: don't think it's that obvious, but okay. I'm just kind of calling
2: it. Okay, all right, all right.
1: But uh, I think I think Will's going to win this block. Um, they've got him doing this long storyline where he's getting screwed. He is still the U.S. champion. Um, I think you could easily do the G one final of Kazuchika Okada and Will Osprey, and you know Will could win. I mean, this whole thing is kind of like you know if they're doing two Wrestle Kingdom days and shit, it probably means nothing. So like right. a little it bit of the G one is set
2: themselves up to do another double dash.
1: Yeah, so like the G one isn't it doesn't mean what it did a couple years ago. Like as far as like hey lock it in and everything like that, but um. I think Okada and Osprey would be a nice G1 final and you could give Will the big win there and still have an Okada, um, you know, title shot in, in the back pocket. If you do Okada and Naito in the uh, semifinal there, or excuse me, Okada and Jay uh, beats, beats Jay. Uh-huh. Um, and then Okada, you know, essentially it's like you're losing the G1 final, but you still have a title. You did beat the champion they can flip back to him and then Will can be like, Oh, it's on, and then you know, Will beats him again in the Dome or whatever, however they want to do it. But I'm uh, mm-hmm. Will to win a G
2: one. Well, I, I'm I, I see that because my two my two in my mind were like, okay, it's, it's gonna either be Okada or Jay White. Or, sorry, Okada or Osprey. Um so yeah, it's one of those two. Um like with Jay White being the champion. Like I, I guess I could do Naito, but I don't want to see J-White versus Naito. No, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. And they're, they're still protecting... And, I mean, this, we've seen those before. I don't want to see that again.
1: They're still protecting this Naito-Will match. Um, could they blow it off in a in a semifinal like, situation here? They could, mm-hmm. but I don't know. So I, I, I'm a little less positive about my, my Naito-C block win, but I'm definitely taking Will in the D block.
2: Yeah. Same here. All right.
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.
2: Um, so, where do we go from here? Road Rager AW. Okay.
1: Um, so, yeah, we had a hair versus hair match. Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. This was awesome. This was like high energy. The crowd was really into this. Um I figured that, you know, <laughs> Jericho was gonna win. I, I I thought, you know, I didn't think Jericho wanted to go bald here, but Ortiz you can always kind of do that. Um, you know, Jericho kinda is already working with his own situation. Um in there. But this is another don't bet against Chris Jericho, uh one of these. This is just the first of um, you know, many fun things on the show. Excellent layout, great match structure. High intensity, uh, great run ins, like use of run ins, uh, kicking out of the, the Kingston run in, and a uh, whole crowd was living and dying, thought it was over, ends up getting a win on Ortiz. Uh, Ortiz is pissed, shaves his own head. Um, after uh, Sammy Guevara dresses Fuego del Sol, comes out, hits him with the bat. I immediately know it's Sammy because of Sammy, the shoulders.
2: Uh, well, I, <laughs> I can just tell by the face. I was like, oh, it's Sammy. I started laughing, and I was like, "Oh, I, I this is too. this is Jerichoism because you know Jericho used to always do this shit where he shows up as a, as a fucking luchador, and it's clearly him." Like, remember, I, I, I pointed this out in the in the uh, in the thread at times. Like, do you remember at all in where like after the Pentagon or after the uh, the Okada match or Okada Omega match, like he shows up dressed as Pentagon, and like yes. and then, like he shows up and he immediately is a fucking code breaker. Is like, oh, yes. you didn't even. Like, one, I, this is bigger than Penta, you're taller than Penta, and then two, is like, you immediately do your fucking move, like, you fucking ham, you're immediately, like, just to do it, just to be funny, like, you're not even trying to, like, give the ruse of, you know, it, it might be someone else, like, I'm immediately just doing this just to fuck with you, so, like, I thought that, like, there was some potential legs in, you know, they run up on, uh fuego and Fuego was like what's going on it wasn't me and then eventually revealed reveal it to be sammy but like sammy does the evil deed and then ev- immediately reveals himself to be uh himself and i was like oh okay so this is full-on a jericho uh move okay gotcha um and like i gotta say i was happy about this because like this gives me actually a reason to actually buy jsa like uh before it was Jericho and Daniel Garcia and some guys. Now, or you know Hager as a as a goon and some guys. Now it's like we got Guevara, we got Garcia, and we got him. We actually got three. Actual valuable wrestlers in the, like in this faction that you know they're going to take care of and, and care about in this thing, and it's like okay, they're not just disposable goons now. So I, I'm definitely with this. They definitely have upgraded this this uh, from uh, from the initial launch of this roster, and also the the addition of getting the heat with 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 Tay Conti. Definitely, this is yeah, definitely yeah, much better. That's, definitely that's, much it, better <laughs> <laughs> I'll look for them long term. Now,
1: definitely, I think this is a good lifeline for Sammy because after they they got them out of the TNC program, I was kind of wondering about the bottom he had disappeared mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. They were on vacation. I was like, man, I wonder when he comes back to. Uh, putting him back with Jericho, I think, you know, some maybe be like, oh, he's, he's back with Jericho or whatever, but like... He just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Or not, not just, that he... Or
2: maybe for instance, not that he wasn't ready yet. The crowd just, wasn't just ready for him to... Made. The crowd wasn't ready for him to be on his own yet to that extent. And like, that's fine just to go back because like, there was... They made sure to point out that there was no burn, no bridge burn between Sammy McAvoy yeah. and them. Like, it's not like he screwed them over too. And Eddie Kingston stuff or Jericho and JSA screwed over Eddie him as well. And then all of a sudden it's like some out of nowhere is like, nah, like he had no bad break with Hager and Jericho there. And I thought uh, eventually he was gonna have to decide between Santana Ortiz and Jericho and Hager. And he just did. So this was actually a nice, you know, thread to pull.
1: Yeah, um Or sorry there, actually hammer
2: or what do you uh button to press actually. That's that's the phrase I'm going for, sorry.
1: Put puts him back in that, that spot with Jericho. Puts him and Daniel Garcia kind of like diametrically like opposed to each other. There was a little bit of tension in there. They did have a brief uh stare down in the do ring. You, I think that's something to to keep in uh, mind was, of. They had a very spirited match earlier this that's year. That's what I
2: was gonna get at do you think that was them playing off of the fact that like they had that match earlier in the year or do you think that was just like Possibly. You're the you're the you're the you're the pillar. I'm the killer, or or, or, the, or both. And
1: add, add it all up, mix it okay. in. Okay, you know, uh, Warlow and the class action lawsuit, Warlow versus twenty security guards. I thought this stunk.
2: It did. This it was supposed to be long.
1: good, but it just didn't have. It's just like the bell rang and it was like they didn't have an idea of what they wanted to do. I they mean, didn't tell did everyone.
2: everyone. Neither, did, neither did Dasha because she thought like throwing people that never got into the ring off the apron was elimination. And it was like what? And then, it, it then it was twenty people and he stacked people up for pins and like people's mat, shoulders aren't even you know facing towards the mat, let alone on the mat. It was like, uh, uh yeah,
1: this was painful. Yeah, and it, it felt and like it it went on, on forever because it,
2: it was twenty people. He had to keep he had to keep doing like the same level of grouping up three and four at a time and then putting them down and then, you know, putting the foot on the pin them. And it kept and like it was almost like when uh, Jim Cornette talked about chair shots, like there's only a certain number of weapon shots you have out of a weapon before people like you get diminishing returns on it. And Mm -hmm. like apparently the same thing for for murdering, murdering jobbers is like 20 is way too many.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking like after the second round of them, I was like, all right. Let's get right. the it's picture. Like, the crowd, right. like yeah. the crowd was like just not in it anymore, and mm-hmm. um, this is—I think this is a mistake. On yeah, the it was a—it was, was a fumbling. Yeah, Dax Harwood versus Will Osprey. Man, excellent match here uh, with these guys. And I—I I just heard. Did a you lot think
2: of it was a fringe match of the year contender, though? Like Dave Meltzer thought.
1: I did not. Uh, okay. I, I thought just, it, I just, thought it was a really just, good match. I wouldn't argue if someone was like four four and a half. I think that's where, you know, I, I landed on it. And um I thought Will was just like he walked in on day one and he was just like, Yo, I'm levels above like
0: <laughs>
1: whoever. Like like he's he's him. Um so a lot of people <laughs> He's going, him he's
2: in third gear. That's yeah, the that's like, the part that's the best about it, is like he's not He didn't go out
1: the- there to try to have some match of the year. No. He didn't he no. just was like, "Yo, here's the where here, here's the experience,
2: like I said this, did I say this last week?" He's gonna go out here, he's gonna have this match with Dax, and he's gonna just basically wrestle a, a basic match, and they're gonna chop the shot of each other, and he's not gonna do any of the super duper stuff that he does. And and, and all these people that talk about how he's a video game wrestler and third are gonna have to eat that shit because they're gonna see this match, and he doesn't do all that shit, the shit's gonna still gonna be great, and they're gonna be like, and then people are gonna be like, that have heard all this stuff about Will Ospreay, they haven't watched him, and think he's still 2016 Super Juniors Will Ospreay, and they're gonna be like, Oh, this guy is different, or, or maybe or maybe people were wrong about him. This was exactly what the fuck he did. It's almost like you listen to a fucking podcast. Even though, like, it wasn't that hard to predict this was going to happen. But, like, yeah, he's not... He's going to come out here. Even, even like, the super... The stuff he does in New Japan now, or last couple of years, compared to what he was doing, let's say, 2018, 17, or whatever else. It's totally different. But, like, he wasn't doing a bunch of dives. He wasn't... um You know, doing a bunch of like big, big stiff strikes in a row and having a huge strike exchange of falling, getting up, or no selling stuff going back and forth. He had a pretty, and even the stuff he when people complain about like uh, modern wrestling and talk about like people turn their back to people after they land a strike and then they run, hit the ropes, come back. Like he explained all that with Dax, where he would get his, he would make if you make the mistake of he did the strike and then he tried to do that and tried to run to the ropes and like Dax will always grab him and suplex him or grab him and put him in a move because that shit don't fly for his you know J you know JCP ass right like they did the match they were supposed to do. It was a perfect melding of both of their styles and their beliefs in wrestling if you will and it was a great match and like I didn't buy a single near fall in that match till until the final until the final uh finish. But everybody else in the crowd did and they loved it. I gave it four and a quarter. I thought it was great. And like the people that keep saying this Will Ospreay dude ain't dope, you want, know, if he keeps showing up on a W television and keeps having these matches as one eventual and an eventual uh, all Atlantic champion, as the US champion in New Japan, as the Forbidden Door stuff happens every year or twice a year. Y'all are going to look foolish. Y'all better stop this now because he keeps scoring 40 on you. You keep telling me he ain't dope. I'm sorry. It's going to keep happening.
1: Yeah. um, This guy, I think he's the best wrestler going and – it wouldn't be the first time somebody i thought it was the best wrestler in the world is getting ridiculous hate that is just like that 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 literally like makes me question if people actually like know what the fuck they're watching um yeah man like when this shit's all folded up and history's done for for this era like the people that are gonna have the biggest influence are all the people that are getting yelled about. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay. Like that's who everyone's gonna steal off of. There are already Osprey clones coming up. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Nick Wayne? Yeah. It's already I happening. haven't
2: watched that match yet, but I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I heard people I heard I heard people say it was great. It's yeah. already happening.
1: These people are going to have like like it's not look you know what like if you don't fuck around and come around to it you know who's gonna come around to it your kids your kids <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know you're you gonna, like,
2: you gonna sound like the same people that was out here when you were at a certain age and you were like lose your mind about ray mysterio and would be like oh it's just heads this is what's so important what's so special about that a heads. okay 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 Run with that one. See how far it gets you in the long run. You are going to lose over time on this one. You you just are.
1: I too, Lothario Negro, need that Osprey and Omega match. I too need that match. I
2: mean, look, man, do we, I don't think we talked about it last week. I, or I don't remember, but like the match proposed was, actually we did talk about it. But the match proposed was Andrade and Osprey. And I got to say, man, that, that shit hurts. That shit hurts. That match would have been fucking incredible. Like this is usually yep. uh like those are two of I mean I have to think about, it, but those gotta be like two of my twenty favorite wrestlers going right now actively. Jesus. Yeah <sighs> fucking that's, sucks. It's a heartbreaker. It, really it really sucks. It, they would have tore the fucking house down. Like you remember, and it, it'd been funny because like, you know, um there were people when when Andrade first came to AEW that doubted and including Dave Meltzer was like, you know, he only wants you know, he only wants to have great grandmother so and so and it's like, okay. How about this Pac series? How about this Darby? And it, how about this Darby series? So Osprey? Oh man, they would they have—they turned went up, went insane in this match. They would have hit the shot. Of each other. They would have been flying and hidden. It would have been some like they would have tried to have a match of the year candidate. It, I mean, I don't know if they would have tried, but it would have came out. <laughs> they would have, you know, like
1: it have fucked around and ended up there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um. So after that match, um, uh, Dax loses via the Hidden Blade. Yep. Uh, then the United Empire came out uh, and joined them in a post-match beatdown. But Cash Wheeler came out, and then Rapungi Vice. And then also uh, after that, the returning Orange Cassidy ended, and we got to stare down face-to-face. And we found out Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay was booked for Forbidden Door for the IWGP US title. I would have liked to see someone else, but Orange Cassidy. But it should be a fun match.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm a little bit less in. How do I say this? I believe in the match more now, but I'm also have like my uh, my entry level is lower because of the the match uh, Orange Cassidy had with Pac. Um Was it 2020? Yeah. So like, like I know it's gonna be good because I know it's gonna be kind of a take on that but it's like I've already seen that match so I'm not as I'm not as gas for it but like I do now like instead of being like having to wonder like what the hell is it going to be I know what it's going to be because of, of that match so yeah um, we'll see like Ospreay is going to have some things up his sleeve that um that Pac wouldn't have but you know either way it's going to be a great match
1: I think I would have liked to see Pac here um, or <laughs> or Darby or Swerve but that's okay.
2: I, I mean, um, I, I agree with you. Um, I uh, I don't know what Darby doesn't have a match yet. Neither does yet. Um, yeah. but at least with the the Pac thing, Pac's gonna be in a fucking barn burner anyway. So like, I mean, you no, know, a lot of talent to spread around this card.
1: Yeah, uh, Moxley and Tanahashi in ring promo. So uh, I, I'm seeing this this happen. I'm like, man, we're about to get this face to face. Uh, you know, Mox going to cut a great promo. Tanahashi gonna pick up the mic. He's gonna cut a great promo and really show everybody what, what the A's is about, you know, verbally on the mic. And uh that ain't what happened though. Um, oh yeah, so, that's exactly
2: what you thought was gonna happen, right? That's what I thought. It, it so, was gonna be like it was gonna be like the John Cena AJ Styles confrontation.
1: You know, it was Hannah was gonna was gonna put it to him, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, All of a sudden, you know, like Mox, like laid this, you know, the groundwork for us, and you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of titles in this this business, where there's only one person they're going to call the ace. I'ma beat you. You're going to call me the ace, and all this other stuff. He has this one weird line about Tanahashi ducking him, which I wish he would stop saying. But why do you why do you want to stop saying it? Because I think it's stupid. It's like he's not running from you. Like who? Like nobody believes you when you say this.
2: I mean, I I see it as it's it's fighting words more than actual truth, and I'm okay with that. Yeah,
1: it's just like nobody joins in with you on this one, Mark. So like,
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, given the story of like, like he's been, like he's wanted this match for like what um, almost three years, and he hasn't gotten it. Obviously, nothing because of uh, Tanahashi or uh, or New Japan actually like holding off the match just because of the world. Like, yeah. I, you like, know did you
1: forget the pandemic, Moxley? Like, what the fuck? Like,
2: look, I, look, I, I, I see where he's coming from. I don't think he actually believes that. I, I don't think it's a J. White thing where he's like, I sold out the, you know, the oh, don't thing about there. sold out yeah, NASCAR I Garden. Like, I think it's a like, I, I'm trying to get under your skin. I, I think it's, I think it's that. But you know, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. I thought it was, I thought it was a well delivered promo, and then, like, I, I like, you know, it made me like lean forward in the chair. Like mm-hmm. I, it was one of those, so um I, I enjoyed it. And then uh, Jericho came out.
1: Yes, bro. And then Jericho came out. Uh, we heard Jericho's music, Just cutting off. We we was going to get a promo of the year from Hiroshi Tanahashi. Unfortunately, we did not. Um, going to be MJF Punk. You know, he was about to about to take it to him, showing why why his ace essentially. But um you know, uh, you, Jericho comes. But you expecting
2: him to do? You expect him to basically like lean forward in the moxie and be like? I can smell it, you bitch. <laughs> like, like Casey did to Jericho. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh man.
1: He was gonna he was gonna call that man the worst member of the Shield or something, like, you know <laughs> you, know you WWF too?
2: Yeah. Oh, you know you watch WWF too, so yeah.
1: <laughs> um but Jericho comes out. And he's fucking in rare form. Just knowing he he has so many things to accomplish, he has to tell y'all Sami Guevara and Tay Conti and uh this whole thing. He mm-hmm. has to set up a tag match essentially for next week. Mm-hmm. Do the angle, they introduce all these other people, mm-hmm. exposition, dump everything yep. like right. in in one. It's like, bro, I was like, like yo, he's so fucking great. Like I, I, I just like loved every, all this, and you know, I think. Some people think this was chaotic. Yes, that's the point. It it, it is chaotic. It's Chris Jericho at this point. Like um, he says, he should be in the match. He wasn't in the Battle world last week. Uh, he beat Tanahashi before, so he should really be there. And then you you know he's had the thing going with Mox anyway with JAS and uh, the BCC, and it's just like, oh okay. And then all of a sudden, uh, Archer and El Desperado show up. Uh, and and jump on Tanahashi and uh, Mox. And then uh, Jericho gets on the mic in the ring. And says both Tay and Sammy are in the Jericho Appreciation Society and calls them low stress sex gods and says they'll have sex right now. And then uh, the Suzuki Goon members were on loan from Minoru Suzuki. Yes, Minoru
2: Suzuki, <laughs> he said exactly like that. And I fucking howls was like you,
1: Minoru Suzuki. Oh, uh, the desperado goon out here, uh, and the whole team with Jericho and Guevara at or Suzuki would team with Jericho and at for door They're going to take on Wheeler Yuta, Shota Umino, the ref. Oh, you like him? I-, I beat that kid up at the Tokyo Dome in front of his dad, Red Shoes, the ref.
2: Yes. And I popped pop You said that shit. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Bro. <laughs> I, this man is the best.
2: Because like, it's like he's the fucking best. Because one, like I'm, I'm fucking surprised that Jericho remembers he beat up. It showed for the rescue. It was like, why, why would he remember that? Not, not that you know, like, not that I don't remember because I remember it. And I, 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 you know, I've always. Jericho remembers it. When, when he
1: but whoops the, ass.
2: But the part where he remembers it and then ties in the storyline when he once showed, once Shoda got a pop was like, that's great. Like, did he have that in the chamber just in case? And just in case, like on the off chance, the show was going to get a pop in front of this. Uh, what city were they in? St. Louis? St. Louis. This St. Louis crowd was going to pop for Shoto Umino. I didn't fucking know that was going to happen to you. I did not. Yeah, but it happened. The jerk was ready. Go figure.
1: Look at them. Always ready. <laughs> the real, always ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after that, Ethan Page and Miro, all Atlantic qualifier. Miro picks up the win. This went a little bit longer than. It felt like it needed to,
2: but oh. mm, I, I guess Miro's there. a
1: baby face now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he, yeah, he's a face. The match was just there.
1: Yeah. Um, then we saw Jay Cargill issuing an open challenge, and then Willow Nightingale accepts it uh, for Rampage. So they set up a, a match there. Uh, Stokely acted like uh, Willow wanted to join the baddies. James, do you think
2: Willow Nightingale
1: should join the baddies?
2: Um, I think that her and the baddies would be a good fit.
1: I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Speaking of Willow Nightingale, uh, it was announced that she's also going to be on the Tokyo Joshi Pro show this summer. She'll be taking on Miyu Watanabe.
2: Yes. Um, And if they do what I think they're going to do in that match that is going to be shared on Twitter for a few, for like a week or so. Like, if she big, sw- if she, if me, can big spin or giant swing, um, Willow, like th- that's going to be on the Joshi gifts for a week. And that's going to, I think it's going to be able to cross over, um, into the, the American, uh, wrestling streams. Like when they see like Nats Boy doing something cool or a Zumi or whatever else, like, I think that was going to, I think it's going to be a big deal. I think it's gonna be a big uh, a big deal on Twitter. There's also
1: a match book between Thunder Rosa and Miyu Yamashita. Yep, uh, that should be excellent. Uh, yep. <laughs> so depending on the forward. politics
2: of it and yeah. what, you know what that could mean with the AEW Women's World Title.
1: Yeah, uh, um, yeah, maybe a title defense. I'm not
2: sure. Who knows? So also, uh, I believe it's been announced. Um, uh, the winner of the of the of Pro Wrestling Eve, she won tournament. Um, Alex Windsor, a person that uh J D from Red leave Retrocast <laughs> mentioned is like she seems like the best or one of the best um Western women's talents that that's out that hasn't like seems like someone that would based on talent would be signed or picked up um by a major. Like she is going to face uh Maki Ito for the P O P title, the uh, basically like their SWA belt. It's or there's it's her second belt, but like it's like it functions as like SW belt. Like they, they put they have guidance face face off for like Ito 2020 faced uh, Thunder Rosa for it. So so yeah, yep. Um We got
1: uh, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker in this match. This was decent. Uh, I thought Britt actually did a very good job uh, selling in this match uh, that she was knocked silly by Tony Storm's ass. Um I, I think Britt kind of played on the perception of people thinking she was soft a- into that one and I think she really like pulled people in uh before, you know, laying it down. Uh there was some interference that was going on uh in the middle of the match that led to Thunder Rosa coming out coming out um and running off Jamie and uh, Rebel. Tony gets the uh clean win over Britt Baker, who I was told has, you know, from the internet that she doesn't like doing jobs or she was this master manipulator or whatever. I don't know yeah, this, but um, <laughs> so Brit loses clean as a sheet and uh, she sets up Tony Storm uh, for Thunder Rosa and they will be taking on each other at Forbidden Door.
2: Yeah, so The match is okay. Uh, as far as the spot that she did where like um, Thunder or Thunder uh, Tony Storm does a running hip attack into the uh, Brit who's seated against the bottom ropes I, I I do not like that spot um, like the spot is predicated on she is not reacting as if she got hurt like selling like wrestling she got hurt like for real hurt mm-hmm. and then from there she laughs and fakes it off it's like can you not break the fourth wall for me during the middle of your rinking dick ma- ass match in the middle of the fucking card like I, it's, not, it's not that important to do that right now like if you're going to do that, save it for your biggest show match of the year. They actually be like, like it. it, it, it it's like okay. So the next time you do that again, why would anyone buy it?
1: Well, oh, I don't. I don't know if it's a it's a thing that she intends to do more than once.
2: It, it's just weird. It's like okay. So she takes the the hip hip attack, and then Tony goes to grab her off of to go grab her to, you know, presumably hit the Storm Zero or whatever else. Or go to the next move, if you will, the way it looked. And then like she just like, No, I'm hurt. Don't don't do nothing to me. And and it's like I thought that we we're aspiring to be a fight and it looks like you just don't want to cooperate because you're legitimately injured. And then like you go and then they go and it happened twice and then they, they do the whole thing and they start as if like they wanna throw up the double X or whatever she's can cuss. And I like I'm sitting there like she can cuss?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What the fuck are they doing? She can cuss. What, what what's going on here? Why are they stalling? Like just call the match. It's over. And then the, she got someone like, oh, I got you." And I'm like, "What? Why would you want to get me in that way?" That I understand like the idea of like you you me, but, like, for work for me because she wants to work you for the purpose of what though? She it didn't make the really, match better.
1: Really, really, really injured, and to fool her opponent to throw her off guard. Like, hey, I took your best shot, but I'm gonna make you think I'm um, um you know you got me out of here but i'm gonna try to deceive you
2: okay so i guess my problem is like you also made tony it's one thing to dupe us in theory you also dupe tony storm like by she didn't want to get up for your move and you pulled away from getting up for her move you see what i'm saying
1: i think the only real issue with this is like um is when like, like at least she took a move and she got hit. It's not like she's Jay White and collapsing on the ground. Um,
2: oh, that's to, totally to, different. That that that's a that's that's uh, I fucking hate that more. Like, yeah, I was gonna
1: say I, like yeah. gonna, that's like I
2: I I, I think that's fundamentally the dumbest thing in the world because it's like oh, you can't pin me because I'm laying down. How about I just stomp your face in? You fucking right, idiot! Right, right, like that. That but that too is like the same thing again. It's like you're exposing it. Like this is. August pokes and your in your, your and your like uh, opponents are fucking morons. They can't just like, all right, if this was a real fight, I stomp your face in. Or if Britt Baker is going to back off and not, you know, get into the action after I hit her with a move or whatever else, then like, and I sit there as she fakes me out by not going up for my by like not reacting in a way about reacting in a way that like she doesn't want to cooperate is it like this is totally different but it it rides on the same thing of like it makes your opponent look like like an idiot but um whatever like i it's not i spent too much time talking about this already but yeah it was just a match it was fine um i I think their tag matches smoke the matches they've had already uh in singles capacity um like the matches they had um uh, was it Thunder Rosa? no, who who was Tony Storm's team oh Ruby Ruby Soho. Ruby. Ruby Soho and then also Jamie. I thought those tag matches smoked um both of these singles matches. Uh but yeah, like Tony gets the win and uh with the help of uh Thunder Rosa who was knocking getting rid of or um the interference from Rubble or Reba and Um Jamie. So that sets up their match at Forbidden Door, which uh, you know, um there, there is no New Japan Women's Champion, so to get, get uh, a women's match on Forbidden Door. Like that's a good one That is a gooden.
1: You know, former Red Belt Champion versus uh former Tokyo Joshi, uh, Princess Champion. So this There's is really like champion, yeah. you know, you know, this is really you know Forbidden Door <laughs> right there. You know,
2: no that is, that part is yeah yeah.
1: So, uh, main event, uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Defending the world tag team titles against the young bucks.
2: Yep, pretty good makeup match, right? Oh, man. Scratched it last minute. Had to, you know, it's supposed to be six people in the match, and it turned into four. And um, I think this match was better than if it had been six people in the match, been, uh, in particular, those six people. I agree,
1: four and three quarters for me. Um, I'm just, with you,
0: <laughs> just, I'm with just you.
1: like. Yeah. This is what um, the young bucks do at this point. This is what John Boy and Lucasaurus does. Like, let's talk about their title reign for a minute. Okay, their title reign was spent having a lot of great matches, mm-hmm. um, but all these people did was scream for the belts to be off of them in almost every scenario. Um, these guys were day like came up from the bottom in this company, they've transformed to a place to where it looks like Jungle Boy may be going, you know, a, a certain way. He he kind of, he has a landing spot off of this. Luchasaurus mm-hmm. not so much. Right. You can probably figure something out for Luchasaurus if you really thought hard enough. Uh,
2: best friends are all sitting right there. But that's, this that's is like, that's like the land of like <laughs> of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, misfits. L- misfits and yeah, yeah
1: but i was uh i was happy to see jungle boy and Luchasaurus defend the belts throughout pretty much they got a half year run with these things and they were built up and you know p- you can't tell when people didn't want that shit when you know they when they first won them shits and all that i don't know what caused people to just besides everyone needs to have a turn and win the belts like besides that I, um, maybe
2: there was a thing where like they just didn't show enough character so therefore people you know
1: should they just start ripping Bret Hart matches off instead? Would that show more
2: character? I, I think I think it's a that's a that's a very good point. I think it's a thing where um, they they seemed like week in week out when or not week in week out they weren't on the show every single week, but it seemed but it, it was like a lot of the same talks people were having about like the Hangman thing when Hangman was champion, where it's like yeah, or even Sammy right. Great defenses, blah 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 blah, but where is it as far as the character? In the in the how come you aren't tricking us into liking our great matches that you already have that I know are going to be great the second it gets announced? It's like, do you hear yourselves talking? <laughs> a match was set up, you know it's going to be great, but then you also need to be tricked into liking the wrestling. I, I'm, I, I, I don't, I don't know, you need to be emotionally tricked. Like, I understand that, like, you have a CM Punk. A uh, John Matchrey, man. A you know, I understand there's lots of people that are really good at tr- Chris Jericho. They're really good to trick you into liking these matches. But if you already know the match is gonna be good, just use the excitement of that. Like I don't, I don't understand why. Like I, I don't get it. I just don't at times. I just don't. And like, I'm sorry. Like when you tell me there's going to be a match in Orlando that's going to uh, be a three way tag team championship match between Lucha uh i'm sorry jungle express jurassic express jurassic express uh jurassic express and in the young bucks and um in red dragon sign me the fuck up i don't if you want to do something else that's really nice of you i don't care i was gonna say i'll be there i literally was there for that (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like so I, i i don't get it so like when people keep you know people kind of or like, well, you know, is it time to, you know, do this at a third with, with whatever championship belt in the AEW is like, do we have to lose every single champion that is ever champion in the AEW? Is there a champion we haven't done this with? Or not we, I'm talking about like people that you see online.
1: Yeah, it's just like they all want the they're just living and dying for somebody to beat them the whole time they got the belt, and it's like, bro, like y'all not know what y'all like. Are seeing the level of quality from all these champions like just literally pick a bad champion in this company? Like, it's it's like I'm sure they're there, but it's very hard to find. Like, there are quality reigns and defenses. I I I I would argue,
2: like, the only bad champion that we've had, like, match to match, bell to bell, would probably be Britt Baker. I think that's it, yeah.
1: So And in that time, she turned into a drawing card and a a star. So cool. Like, I like, (laughs) but if that's the worst thing we can say about her, all right, cool. But like, I know there was. But that's one
2: out of how many title reigns? How many AEW World Champions have you had? Uh, Jericho, Moxley, Omega, Hangman. CM Punk, and then we'll have her in the room. So that's five right there. TNT uh, champions. We've had Cody, we've had Darby, we've had uh uh Luke Harper, not Luke Harper, uh Luke Brody Harper, Lee. but I can't remember his name. Brody Lee, uh Miro, Miro, uh I already mentioned Darby, Sammy, Sammy. Vera, uh and Scorpio Sky. Right, is that the seven? Yeah. All right, so that so now that's we're at twelve right now. So now with the women's division, uh, the Women's uh, World Championship, we have uh, Riho, we have uh, Nyla. Nyla, we have Sheeta, uh, from Sheeta we have Britt, and then we ha- now we have Thunder Rosa. That's five, right? Yep. Alright, so now we're at 17. Tag Champions. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. SEU. Yep. Uh, Omega and Hangman. FTR. FTR, Young Bucks, Lucha Bros, and uh jurassic express and now it's back to the bucks so that is six champions so like yeah so uh 14 so yeah so like i don't i don't so there's 24 champions only one of them bad
1: what are we doing here i I think i kind of think tk knows how to pick them just just a hunch um you know there was like some feeling like yeah but jungle boy and loose source may be the third most important tag team with the belts because FTR caught fire in the first half mm. of the year you've seen the bucks catch fire um, which is kind of like I think if you're an FTR fan you may be getting the lemon booty right now what with, with, with the young bucks and what they about to do right now but um, just want to say jungle boy and loose source are awesome but to the young bucks add it to the resume Th- James I don't think this is one of the 20 best Young Bucks matches I've ever seen. Uh,
2: I would say, like, I mean, I would put it this way. Um, I don't know where to rank it amongst the three big matches or the other two big matches they've had this year with FTR or with um, the Lucha Bros. But um, what I will say is, like, this is not as good as the first three? Yeah, the first three Lucha Bros matches I've seen in AEW. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it's like and, and this is fucking phenomenal like yeah these guys are automatic in, in, in a in a week where Steph and clay get another one so do the young bucks <laughs> like they're so fucking great love them um I, I saw some people crying uh some people like dax harwood crying on twitter uh Wait, it was what? pretty funny crying on twitter about about what? the bucks when the, the bells loLing and all this other stuff and you know laying the groundwork I would imagine for you know their match yeah but like, that it's kind of a corny way to uh, build it up to me but takes your own. Um, yeah I, I think you know and people have seen FCR have like you know be the number one contender for a long time they're, they're kind of like being pretty loud about that they are not noticing that what is really happening because like
2: FTR themselves like or their fans?
1: Their fans. Okay. Gotcha. Um to where like, you know, if you're if you're that upset the the Young Bucks have won it again, like, well, what is the big match that's waiting for the Young Bucks with the championship? Who did they do a clean job to in early
2: this year? Yeah. Was it March? March. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it doesn't take a genius, or apparently it does um to <laughs> see that, hey that's probably right. gonna be the big match that's set up right. FTR and the young bucks second half of the year, right,
2: and you know what? like we try I think to mean you try to stay humble on this thing and we you know predict certain things and people you know wanna point or we point out that like oh, we were right about that or or people point out to us like oh yeah, you you mentioned this or whatever else, and it kind of like, yeah, man, but I, I don't think it really took. You right. Know, I don't think it's it really took much, much thought to realize where this thing is headed or where it was going to go, or whatever else. And then, but then, like you know, in other times when, like, uh, maybe we, maybe we should be like, you know what, like, we're smarter than a lot of these motherfuckers out here because I don't, I don't understand what the problem is. Yes, like the the young bucks, like think of what FTR by the end of next week are probably going to have what th- not three championships, three world tag titles,
1: possibly between and
2: yeah. And Ring of Honor and uh, New Maybe Japan, New Japan, New yeah. Japan World Junior uh, World Heavyweight Tag Titles, right? Um, they are building their resume and case for for being for winning PWI Tag Team of two thousand twenty two. Um, and good for them for winning themselves their their you know kayfabe, uh title, whatever else. Uh, ultimately, regardless of whatever happens, that leaves you to eventually is going to come down to them having the big blow off. Match with the Young Bucks and the and obviously like this is the end of it. Just gonna having a third match. Like they're gonna have a they're gonna have a fourth, fifth, and sixth one uh, over the next uh three or uh, two, three years. But like they're gonna have a match there. And because the first match is the match people remember out of the two matches they've already had, because, because it happened at pay per view, the Young Bucks are going to put over FTR. And I'm. And I can almost guarantee you it's not going to be them doing a love letter to pro- the tag team pro wrestling from the 80s and 90s. It's going to be them being them versus the Young Bucks being them. And they're going to blow the fucking roof off. And it's going to be a better match, similar to how the second match was better than the first match. And it's going to be better. It's going to go longer. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a match of contender. And they're going to crown FTR. And people rejoice or whatever else. And it's going to look very similar to what we were saying. Relax i am your butt cheeks. Hangman's going <laughs> to win the AEW World Title, and then and then I'll be like, "Well, how did people not see this?" And then at this point, I'll be like, "You know what? I said it on the show. We need to stop being humble." And I'll be like, "We told you, motherfuckers, stop being dumb."
1: Yep. Like, stop thinking like I I don't even know like what it is like this irrational fear that people have like.
2: But what? If, but what if they? De- what if they set up the obvious booking and then don't pull the trigger on it? I'm sorry let me stop you right here. This is all elite wrestling. This is not world wrestling entertainment. They don't cut people off like that. If anything, they dedicate themselves to a, to a place where someone has to get a win and they win. And then eventually have to take it off of them soon because they don't want to do it, but they always get it, pull, pull, pull a thread and then follow through when it comes to a title. Almost like. always. I can't, I can't have there been a time where someone like they were on precipice and then didn't then, then get it in, in a chase.
1: I can't think of or anyone on short notice. Case. I'm sorry. Right now.
2: Yeah. So there you go.
1: So if you want to watch wrestling like just a fan, right? Cool. Watch it like a fan, right? Don't be so like, but then don't come out here and get worked by Dax into thinking like he's like they actually believe him. Like when he does this thing, like the Young Bucks are burying us. Like it riles those people up. That just hate the young boys so bad, but I'm like, y'all. Then hate, why do they like, keep
2: doing matches with them? This isn't Brighton Sean. Shawn.
0: <laughs> right, they keep working together.
2: <laughs> but
1: but I'm like, if you want to watch it as a fan, all right, don't get worked by Dax. By what Dax is talking about, like this political stuff or whatever, right? If you just want to watch it strictly as a fan, watch it from that angle, right? But if you want to be someone that listens to shows like these and all that, like we're gonna give it to you, like from the like what should be obvious, I feel like, but it is, it apparently but, not.
2: But it is obvious, right? Like the same logic when I'm watching like uh, a show like Justified or a show like The Wire or a show like Breaking Bad, it wouldn't be as fun if they did not set up certain things and lead you down the line of thinking we're going to reach an, a natural conclusion or a natural point and then from there any uh, a certain number of things can happen right like that is that is that is good storytelling the bad storytelling is when you set up something and and then like you either get to it and then you give you something that's unsatisfying or you tease something and then like Chekhov's gun you pretend like the gun was never in the room and it never goes off to shoot anything right that's not what AEW has ever done that's not what most good TV shows do, unless it is to set up a gun to then later reveal there is a bazooka instead, right? Like that. That's so I don't understand why this keeps happening. Like for example, the bazooka instead would be like an example of um when uh the uh, inner circle realize and cop two uh or not cop two, but basically like turned or basically flipped the script on MJF the MGF mm-hmm. was ahead and also pulled out the pinnacle like that is that is super villain <laughs> stuff that is the bazooka like, but that is like super obviously it's a level of like super villain uh or like you know like mystery level super villain type of thing Whereas like there's no way he fucking knew this and would go through all this stuff then to reveal that like he has all this stuff but whatever we'll go with it because it's able to a fun place but it like, was me
1: i was evil
2: right but but like This isn't that hard to figure out. Like, they're setting up two very strong tag teams that already have two, you know, very good ass tag matches with each other. They're both placed at the top as being like a 1A, 1B. Like, they're eventually going to clash later in the year and it's going to be an awesome match. Like, I don't see why you can't, why people can't see this. Like, that's, that's clearly in the start, in the cards. It's
1: like, like. Like, I don't get it. Like <laughs> the chances are like the next time they wrestle, like the bucks will drop it to them. Right. Um And
2: like, or maybe not this time they wrestle a match. But next time they wrestle each other. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So it's like, y'all just don't want the young bucks to be champions that bad. Huh? All right. Get worked. Um, <laughs> but uh, the greatest tag team of all time does it again. The young bucks. Just just another Wednesday for 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 these guys, um. Can't say enough about them. So like, crazy, insane spots all throughout this shit. Motherfuckers yeah. going through tables like it yeah. was insane.
2: Go watch it. Yeah. Um. Too much too much great stuff to recount a recap, but yeah, absolutely great match. Um. One of the better one of the better matches of the year. Um. I'm with you. Uh. Four and three quarters. A fringe match of the year contender. It's a great match. Um. And the crazy part is like this is like. This is one of their three best matches. I don't know which one's the best out of the three they've had. And like it's gonna be really funny because it's like FTR has all those title belts or whatever else. And um, like they're gonna be building towards this eventually, but like who knows when it's gonna be. But like in the meantime, between time, there's gonna be title defenses from the Young Bucks and they're gonna be great. And then when it's time to actually put them over, like let's say they put them over at full gear, man. Uh huh. They put them over full gear, and, like, Dax is going to be pretty much going to have more singles matches than great tag matches in the year. And then you're going to look back and be like, all right, well, who was tag team of the year? The fucking Young Bucks. Not FTR. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you want to throw Dax resume up there, yeah, yeah, like that's all that's mostly singles, baby. Like, no, nah, yeah. what about the tag team stuff? Yeah. Oh, don't, oh, we oh. trying
1: to add that in, don't, yeah, don't, don't, yeah,
2: don't, don't be trying to fool us, yeah. Ooh. So, that that's With gonna be that's gonna be funny, that's gonna be funny. Like, I mean, maybe it's not full gear, laughing. maybe a, it's not I'm, full I'm gear,
1: I'm but we'll die see. I'm laughing if the observer poll comes out and the young bus do it again. I am like, I'm gonna be they're ahead right now. I'm going to be uncontrollable.
2: On would you timeline. disagree? Would you disagree? I think they're ahead right now.
1: I think your everyday fan would still have FTR ahead. I disagree at this point, but um, I feel like FTR just has all the, the momentum right now and the fan support. I think the Bucks are just kind of like kind of coasting still, but like they're, they're rapidly waking up. Their I, four I think, best
2: matches are better than FTR's four best matches this year. I don't so far. I don't
1: I think people are going to remember that beginning of the year. All I'm saying is, FDR okay. better, better start getting on the board because I mean, the Young Bucks can can look the Young Bucks can have a third quarter like
2: Stephen Clay and open this shit up, right? <laughs> and and the, the thing for me is like some of the belts that they have that they're going to defend. Like, uh, all right, they be, let's say they do become the uh, the heavyweight tag champs in New Japan, IWGP I, heavyweight tag champs. Who are they facing to have great matches with? Because they don't care about tag wrestling in, in that way the AEW does. No yeah. one does except for like stardom. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I, you know, well, yeah. by ta- well, by tags, I mean like I was, I was including with stardom. I mean like the trio. So, what well, never mind that. So just really AEW only care about two v two tags and wrestling like that. So, like, yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have some really good defenses in Japan if they if they have them if they end up with those belts and all that kind of stuff. But like, compared to. Compared to like that, that you know nine tw- or that eight twenty match for uh in, in dynamite, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of teams that are around. um A lot of wrestlers in AW that that are there. Um I, I think there's a Swerve and Lee match um in the Young Bucks future that could probably. How you serve think that's gonna go? Yeah, I think that's gonna be fa fa fa. F- um.
2: Yeah, like that's that's rhetorical. Right? Yeah, like how do you think that one's gonna go? Yeah. Oh, four and a half easy. Oh, okay. Like,
1: <laughs> I'll probably serve to you know further swerve and leave whatever they got going on. But like, there's just lots of opportunities for the Bucks to get their open shots. Like, it's amazing the way these boys like kind of coasted through like their first quarter of the year, not really wrestling, not on the show. Resting yeah. and recuperating. Alright, it's time to just, drop it, 50. It,
2: right. And then think about like what happens when Kenny Omega comes back and you start getting like the, the trios matches of like undisputed elite uh, undisputed uh elite versus elite. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that shit's gonna be insane for uh for Tag team of the year, uh that they can have up their back sleeve. Like FTR ain't got that, their back sleeve.
1: They look they was out there trying to or not back to sleeve, catch up they was trying to attach themselves to CM Punk. Like they tried to attach themselves to Randy Orton when they were in WWE, but like CM Punk went down and now they up, they up the creek.
2: Yeah. I mean, they can reach out to Wardlow, maybe it'd be a nice spot to see them in, you know, like they're, they're all free of the pinnacle stuff and like, they're on their own minus MJF. That gives them a place that gives them a place for like, they got quality matches around Warlow while they're trying to figure out what to do with Warlow in the meantime, between time. And then you can throw that's another quality team for the trio saying that like, CM Punk probably would have been in, but now he's not there, you can just do that instead. I think that's a nice I think it's a nice trade off. And keeps uh, him, you know, once the trios thing starts popping off. But
1: Hangman's hey, hey, the, out there, maybe they can could, squash their uh, uh, uh whatever the fuck happened with them, uh, but I, I wouldn't if I was like Hangman's hey uh looking like he he's trying to find Kenny Omega. They feel like there's another elite chapter opening right now, so I don't know uh, what's going on, but uh, but the wagons are circling. So uh, we'll see. Yeah,
2: but that's all I got on AEW. No, no dynamite or rampage stuff.
1: I did not see rampage. I fell asleep before the uh, show. Uh, shit. Um, I I didn't even remember what even happened. And by the looks of things, nobody watched rampage this past week.
2: What, what, what was the rating?
1: <laughs> Three thirteen, and then Ooh. like point one zero. Oh man. Um. I think so. I think it was Mox and Dante Martin. Yes, that match Jade was, and Willow.
2: Yes, Jade and Willow was like one of the best uh, Jade matches so far. Willow was over like Rover, like over to where it's like, hey, you need to stop fucking around. I mean, it's the second time we've seen her out, and like obviously the first time was in that Boston area, so it's like home area. Of course, you're getting cheered, and then you're in St. Louis. It's like, oh, they sharing cheering her in St. Louis. They're cheering her in St. Louis. Sign this woman immediately. They love this woman. <laughs>
1: i I feel like i've heard whispers that she's earmarked for uh roh
2: okay if i mean if she she already was doing ring of honor i i think they're selling her short like if their ideas are going to make her the woman's champion or the woman of honor champion fine but like she needs to be like getting um kind of like the same treatment jay lethal is getting uh or whatever or joe is getting as a channel champion where it's like Yes, you're technically Ring of Honor, but because I own two companies, like we're going to feature you here and there whenever we get the chance. Because uh, like she, whatever she has, it, the crowds eating it up. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to trans transition out of this and move on, but uh, I don't know what was what else is on the card. Uh, but was there was there an Osprey match? Darby
1: and Bobby Fish.
2: Oh, Darby and Bobby Fish. Hey, man. Now I see. Now I know why you didn't watch this. It reminded me a lot of when you talked about how uh, Bobby Fish, I'm sorry, uh, Dominique Foxworth and Bomani uh, ducked out of doing Foxworth Fridays to talk about the, the Warriors win. I feel like you ducked out of watching Rampage to not see Bobby Fish go out here and drop 40 with Darby Allen. Yes, bro. I was watching this match and I was like, this man is doing RLPW. Love him, damn it. <laughs>
1: Guess I won't see it. Shame.
2: <laughs> you petty bitch. Bro, Shame. Darby, Darby and Fish are so goddamn good, bro. Oh my god. Look, man. Don't
1: don't shock me. Darby. Bro,
2: Darby was out here bumping uh and pinwheeling off of this man, and Fish was out there just taking horrendous bumps uh into the into the uh barricades off of that stuff. It uh, look like he has snapped or whiplashed his neck against the barricade at one point. Um it just did going set the show LA to record. And, sorry?
1: It did set the show to record. So I intended on watching it. But Watch it, then,
2: bro. you yeah. like this match. I understand you got your, your gimmick or whatever else. You would like this match a lot. Um so so then from there it's just them going back and forth. And before this, because uh, it was a, I think it was a uh, Oh
1: fuck, we forgot to talk about Christian. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes we'll get back to that. Uh but Basically before the match, because of Kyle O'Reilly taking out Sting and breaking his leg by pilmonizing his leg, Darby's like, Bro, I promise you I'm gonna get a hold of you. When I get a hold of you, uh uh you saying this at O'Reilly, O'Reilly's like, Look, man, I promise you, like, what you did to Sting, I'm going to do to Bobby Fish. I'm going to break Bobby Fish's leg for the end, for the end of the night. His leg will be broken. I promise you this. Keep in mind, he's a baby face, he made a promise. Keep in mind. So they go through this match, and Darby ended up winning at the end. And then uh, O'Reilly came out with a white chair. I don't know why, but but uh, came down to the ramp with it. Came down the ramp with it. Lights go black. Sting shows up. He goes to swing it at Sting. Sting just throws his base. He throws the bat into, <laughs> into into O'Reilly's nuts. And then they proceed to beat the shadow fish and beat the shadow O'Reilly. Leave them both in the ring. And then Sting he pilonizes uh he pilonizes the leg. Um and like you said, he said, baby face had a promise and the promise was kept. Uh, but yeah, the match was great. Um, probably I'd just give it four flat stars. Uh, and uh, yeah. So I guess we go go back. Christian after losing the uh, after Jurassic Express loses the AEW World Tag Titles in front in St. Louis in front with uh Jungle Boy's family sitting on ringside. He turns on them. Uh, and lays him out because you know at the end of the match, um, Jungle or uh, Luchasaurus goes through off the table, and basically the same thing that happened with Nick Jackson um, at the ladder match of two Death. Sets of
1: tables,
2: yeah. Uh, where but basically like the same spot where it's like sets of tables on the floor. We took the ladder, you crash over the ropes. Uh, but it very similar to what happened with Nick Jackson. At the uh, 2019 ladder match from the uh, Lucha Bros and Young Bucks, where, like, he wasn't high enough or the ladder wasn't close enough to the edge. And, like, he realizes as he's going down, he's not close enough. So they have to, like, uh, jump off the ladder while the ladder's already teetering at, like, a past 45 degree angle to get over to clear the ropes. Like, mm. Nick Jackson, he he realized it a little too late and he got clipped on the rope, so it made his landing even worse Luchasaurus was lucky enough and fortunate enough to realize it a little bit earlier and just cl- barely clear the jump. ropes off the, <laughs> off the jump, but without getting clipped. And I had to make, you know, with his size, you know, through them tables where he's going to, you know, just break through them like sheets of paper and like no really bad bump happened or worse bump than, you know, than what was going to happen. So that happened. He's off the table for that match. Uh, Lusha, or not Bros, Young Bucks win the titles. So Jurassic Express one guy's healthy, so you have Christian, he consoles Jungle Boy, and then he low blows him, and I think he, then he hits the kill switch, you know, the, the finish the finish that you only hit on geeks, um, and then went dark, and then after the show went dark, they showed that Chris, or Christian apparently, you know, got in uh, Jungle Boy's family's face and, you know, called him a piece of shit and all sorts of things, to say that you've raised a piece of shit or something like that, um, so that's where they're headed, Jungle Boy and Christian not bad
1: yeah um a lot of people are happy this this turn went down um i was been saying Tr- christian looks untrustworthy for about six months now yep. so um uh, <laughs> you know on, on almost a week prior you know edge gets turned on by his group christian was like fuck that i'm, I'm doing do the turn i'm doing the turning and um <laughs> He beat the shit out of this man. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do the match and let Christian win or not, but it feels like somebody's been hearing One Nation radio and hearing about you know them needing heels. Uh, that can work kind of near the top of the card. Uh, I could easily see a Moxley and Christian match. We know they love each other um then that's like one of moxley's homeboys if moxley gets the uh intern belt i could easily see a christian title match this summer um but i could also obviously see him putting over jungle boy at at the end of whatever they're doing um And I feel like the, you know, he's been laying it out. And whenever he does cut the promo, it's going to be like a summary of what everything felt like he was saying uh, when those times where jungle boy would like, look at him, like, what the fuck you mean? Like, and and then all these challenges that he kept signing them up for. It's like, he was trying to teach him how to, you know, have that killer instinct that, you know, to be a champion and all this other stuff. And then he's going to hit Christian with that. But you was never, why wasn't you none of this shit? And it's going to be, you know, it's gonna be on from there. Like, and uh Jungle Boy came out in kind of like different looking gear uh in in this match. And I think actually Caleb had a great idea. And I don't often give Caleb gr- uh, credit for any great ideas. Because, I must you hear know, what this such is. Such a seldom thing, but I must hear what this is. So he said, you know, like basically it's a fine it's a way to like christen him as Jack Perry at this point. Like you say, yo, like you know, when I face you, you're not going to be facing Jungle Boy. You're going to be facing Jack Perry, like, you know, like a man, like, you know, shit like that. Like, I like I, I kind of dig it, you know, if they, if they were to go that route with it. So, um, but yeah, I turn was extremely well done, violent. And then like the little bit of like selling out to the family. Add that in. That is mm-hmm. that, that's the touch that you want. And uh. Christian's a, you know, excellent heel and he'll get a chance to like talk. And I I enjoyed the veteran babyface Christian that was around for and I've never I'm I'm, I'm well on record. I was never really an enjoyer of Christian like that until like, you know,
2: I think it was was made sweeter for you to, to, to get into it as like on the other end, there's Edge and WWE and he's like like floundering yeah I, th- I think that's i think those made it easier for you to to appreciate uh what christian can do and obviously he's been better than edge but you get my point it's just like this is dude that you know i think once you have the stakes or whatever else in the right uh or you have the priority right in instead of treating like edge like he is you know <laughs> like the long lost missing piece if uh, and you, and you just brought in Edge at an appropriate thing where like, he's back aren't you guys happy and instead of like immediately he wants to rumble and all that other shit then like you could have enjoyed it more as opposed to like what they did we with, with Edge where seriously. like Edge comes in he get, he's like this is a respected veteran he's really good and then like they give him a run and then like they go from there with setting the course of putting him with um, Jurassic Express like they, they had a plan as opposed to like we're gonna push this dude to the moon even though like there's no reason for the fans to buy that he's you know that level of the guy because even when he was here he wasn't the guy in that that level no one that remembers him and that is fond of him thinks of him in that way.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, man. But that's it for AEW now this time. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. Oh man, totally forgot it. I don't know how we could possibly forget it. Um, slipped our minds. You almost, you almost, Aubrey. You almost, <laughs> you almost, you almost escaped the raft. You almost, you almost made it out. But no, at the last second, I remember Drake dropped an a album that came out on like a notice of like six hours. <laughs> I uh, tried to sneak this and, in, and you know, it. You know, basically, like right before the NBA finals game, he announces he's a new release coming out album called. Uh, what was it called again? Never honestly,
1: mind. never mind. Uh,
2: honestly, comma never mind. And it came out, and me as a music listener, I have long passed my time where like I care about a Drake release in a way where it's like it comes out, I must hear what what happens or what what it sounds like in you know midnight or the next day or whatever else. Me personally, when it comes to new releases, I'm either I get a list to it the day of or uh, in the morning, or I'll wait a week once I can get some of the stuff that people have put on my timeline out of my mind, right? And uh, this one I had to hear about an hour or maybe like a half hour before we uh I finished about a half hour before we did start the show, um, maybe an hour, and for me it was like. So many people that I saw in my timeline were like, either were confused by this because they didn't know what it was, or they heard it and they were like, they weren't expecting this from Drake, or they f- flat out thought that it was an awful record. Um, record, you know, uh, say it almost ironically at this point. Um, the playlist was, they were they were not happy with the playlist. And I was like, and then I heard people talk about, you know, uh, people talk about house music or dance music and talk about uh the uh, black people not fucking with house music, but they create a house, and it's turning some talk about like the rock, like the the chicken and the egg when it came, People talk about rock music, and it's like, hey man, I understand that we I understand the, the you why know, are ch- y'all
1: bending over this hard to defend this man? Yeah, that, yeah. like
2: they were yeah. going. It, they were
1: walking up and down the hill yeah. 15 miles barefoot yeah. backwards uh, yeah. to defend this man at any, uh, you know, measure possible to defend that garbage that he put out. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, I, and I got it too. So I got it from – so from not – I'm watching and hearing all this and reading it while not hearing the record. So the record, I'm saying again. so Or the playlist. So I'm like, okay. I want to hear what this sounds like because you know me and you. We used to once upon our time in our younger days, uh, we used to frequent uh, such such establishments that will play house music or whatever. So like there is not like a situation where we have a bias against house music or you, or even and, electro. And,
1: look and, and James, I'll say. I not only enjoy the house music that we used to hear, which is the progressive house, I went and did my own house music journey that I've been hearing my whole life from my mom who played house when I was a kid. And, you know, all different kinds of house, deep house, Chicago house, um, whatever, sunset house, you know, all the different types of house. Like, I love it all pretty much.
2: Yeah, like anything from yeah, pretty much anything from Swedish House Mafia to Timbaland to CNC Factory to Madonna in between. Like we've heard, we've heard a lot. We've heard a lot more than. Dr. fingers. Or, or, yeah, like I think, I think <laughs>
1: Marshall Jefferson.
2: <laughs> so deep inside. <laughs> so uh, Barbara Tucker, you know. Yeah. So uh, I heard this record. And I, my immediate thought was, I can see why a lot of people um, did not that a lot of people that like I I was, I guess, care for what they think of certain music. Why they not care for this particular record just off of just off of just the general principle, right? Just off GP. Uh, but then there's also the part where it's like. Even for what this record is going for, regardless of if I think it actually cohesively makes sense together, all the pieces, I don't think this record is actually good. This record is not good. Regardless of the, the genre and it being a black artist or it being a rap artist doing the genre, these records in, in, in total and even together, even though I think them together make a lot more uh, make a lot of sense being put together. Like, this is a cohesive sound. The problem is, the sound is boring as hell.
1: It's all just like one long song, it
2: sounds like,
1: and, <laughs> and it's all depressing.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like, this fits in long with what I've always thought of Drake as a singer, right? Like, I've always, I've long of always said, like, he's so much better of a rapper than a singer and while i do like certain songs of his that that are singing first or just only singer or singer at the forefront singing at the forefront he is at times leaning into this bad tendency of like doing it almost for the sake of doing it or doing it in spite of the part where like he does not recognize what his best skill is and him making this record is like here See or imagining and then also later confirming and seeing people making a comparison of this is Eight Oh Eight and Heartbreak is like, stop right there. I, I know this is my new thing where I do the Stephen A. Smith stop right there. But like you have been caught right handed. I get what you're trying to say because this is a breakup album and he sounds miserable or whatever else. The problem is Kanye started off the first half of of and Heartbreak with "Uh, Say You Will welcome to heartbreak amazing i'm doing the top of my, head, top of my head so i might have one or two things wrong, a little bit wrong but uh amazing uh heartless like love like down and robocop or, or not pa- robocop but paranoid that is like the first third of the album there is not aside from maybe love like down there is not a single record on here that i am putting up against the that first like half or first th- two thirds of anyways heartbreak not having it not no there's getting no buys over here right and like there's also this part where it's like when i first heard it was heartbreak i like that record and then listening to it more over time it grew on me more from there like like i'm sure you've had this where you go through an album and like you listen to it once or twice and then like you kind of like more or less like pick the ones songs you like and then like you kind of discard the rest and then like over time mm-hmm. for some, whatever reason like you pick up another song later and then like you add to your enjoyment because you like you this song hits for you in a way they didn't when you first heard, initially heard it like Welcome to Heartbreak did not did not grab me at the beginning at the beginning that might be my favorite song off of 808s now like so when I hear this and I'm going to give it more runs I'm going to be, be more fair like it's almost like it's almost in a way like he decided like Hey, you know a lot of people like that Greece record I made a couple years ago during the pandemic. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that out and whatever else. But the problem is like none of these songs are as good as Greece, <laughs> and, and that seems to be song? the problem. Is like, huh? What song? Uh, Greece. Uh, basically where he's out here sounding like the weekend.
1: For, oh, for okay. the
2: record where he said like from 2020 where he basically sounds The weekend. like basically he had two singles back to back. I think in the summer 2020 where like uh it was pop star and. And um oh yeah yeah grease. yeah that
1: that, that grease song was i yeah i i didn't like that either. but
2: grease is a better song than these songs on record that i've heard uh and like for me when you start off a record and you're drake and like the first three songs are like songs it was like I, I don't know if i'd ever i don't i think it'd be okay never hearing this again and it takes it to like track four to where i was like okay finally something i'll play again ever it's wild, and then you know,
1: like bro, uh, his last two albums have been like this. I feel like mm-hmm. I, there was only one song on COB that was like I feel like I could throw in his all time highlight reel, and mm-hmm. then like you get this thing, and I, I, I just hear this, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, like I, I think
2: it, I think personally, I'd have to go back and give more runs, but off the top of my head, uh, or not off the top of my head, I'm looking at a list that I, of stuff that I wrote down, like going track by track while I'm listening to it, like falling back. Like I'm going, I'm, I'm basically going down. Let's give my synopsis of all these records of all these. Keep saying records. Like falling back the intro. I was like, fine, comma, useless refrains, ninety seconds too long. Uh, then uh, Texco Green. I just typed mid and moved on. Right, like uh, third track. I I like the song. The problem is the doing the best squeaks thing. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: Please stop sampling this Trillville thing. Please let it go.
2: I liked everything except for that. I liked everything except for that, but it was, it was annoying as shit. Maybe I'll maybe it'll outgrow out grow into not being annoyed by it. For now it, it was literally squeak squeaky squeaky wheels. It was annoying shit out of me. Uh a keeper, I was like, finally something I'd play again. Then uh calling my name, I was like, Why the fuck was this just an interlude? Like the part where he's like, uh, you know, I think it was like, Bring That Pussy Here, whatever the sample was. And I was like, This this, okay, we're going somewhere. And then, like, it was out to be like some really short interlude. And so the song like, Bro, if you don't put vocals on this to give me something I actually care about, whatever. Uh, then uh, he did the sticky song that basically, like, it's he's rap singing on it. And it's like, he's rap singing like the the cadence that he would do on like rapping on like some Tay Keefe stuff, like the Look Alive mm-hmm. shit. But like the drum pattern is like this weird pattern that like you is unenjoyable for the fact that he's rapping on it like it's a trap record, and I'm like, hey man, just call Take Heath, just go get just go get another Take Heath pack and just do and remix this or fix this because this was a mistake by, by putting those verses on this song. Uh, then Massive, I was like, okay. I, I know where this is going, and then sure enough, they brought up that 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 Roland TR nine hundred nine uh, open hi hat. I was like, okay, we are. And then the piano drop. I was like, okay, do we we out here literally voguing on these niggas on some on some 90s, mm-hmm. <laughs> on some 90s shit? Okay, early ninety shit. Okay, this is some this is a Madonna CNC factory shit. This this one works. This one works. This all this re- this type of record and beat is always gonna work. It, it's it's timeless. It's it's a, it's a timeless record. Um then uh massive or not all no, right i just mentioned massive then uh flights booked i was like uh, good song overdrive good song the problem is i have no i have no idea how to place it you know how like you hear songs you can imagine like where we play that.
0: Mm-hmm. i
2: don't know where i don't know where uh overdrive gets played exactly um for some strange reason like, yeah, i'll play it a couple more times but like I-, I like the song but i just don't know where like i don't know where you play it like when i first heard like the first going through the first half of the record, like when people talked about like where these records be played, like these would be played at like a lounge or whatever else, I can see all that. This song in particular, I couldn't. Like or people were talking about like it could be played like a like a H H and then like a like a um, like a retail store or whatever else. I can see that. This one I had a hard time placing. Like I don't know if it's because of the uh what they did at the beginning and they opened the song with the with the kick where they basically put on a low pass filter, so all you hear is the highs of the kick. I don't know, but it's it didn't it couldn't place it. Uh, maybe i'll give a couple more runs uh maybe i will know where to place it but like it, that was that's one part about me about that bothered me about is like i can't know where to place it but I, it's a good song um then then he has a song called downhill and i was like it drifted out of my attention i couldn't i couldn't i started thinking about other things uh or whatever else i think about the show that we're doing right now and i was like i was like could huh? you
1: say it your attention span went downhill
2: right and that's that exactly what I wrote in the notes I was like sh- drift out of my attention appropriately named uh, then I, I said uh t- tie that binds I was like fine liability I was like this is a screwed up leaned out remix of the previous beat that I just described as fine awesome 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 idea this was fine I'll remix it, it uh, and I was like one of one of the verses one of the verse this man said talked about a woman mistreating him he's like uh... What did he say? He said, uh, "You playing Scrabble on me?" I was like, "Bro, what?"
1: Completely yeah. uninspiring.
2: Yeah. Uh, then, then you have uh, the, the outro, uh, the Jimmy Cooks with two one Sabbath. I was like, "This Trolling. is I like this, this is up." I was like, "Either this is an excellent trouble job, or a signal that he just needed to get this collection of sad music off right now, and this indicates that he's back to business as usual going forward." I don't know, but it seemed like all right. I did all this. I got it on my chest. I'm gonna give. I'll let y'all know. Like this was what we're, we're going for, back to the regularly scheduled programming. So
1: we'll see. He, he got to leave the unce, unce music alone. <laughs> um, it's not for him. Um, or at least this shit wasn't because I this, immediately this, I heard people yeah. jumping up with passion fruit. I was like, passion fruit washes no. everything on this album. Right. Uh, back in front. Um, yep, I thought this was. Uh, yeah. one dance There's,
2: controller all bro. that stuff Watching this stuff Uh,
1: like i feel like drake's singing is his left hand in basketball but <laughs> instead he thinks he needs to shoot jump shots with the left hand he's it's built, like he's no niggas no niggas stick to finishing with the left hand so leave leave. you don't have to shoot three pointers only with the left hand you don't have to back people down with the left hand you don't have to shoot mid-range with the left hand no stop with the singing bro like it's, it's just not that interesting it's not that good it's just sad it's just the same tones it's just the same subject matter it's just the same same shit of like the weakest shit he does and I heard this shit and it, the way they, 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 they were talking, he drops it on Kendrick Lamar's birthday, trying trying to do some funny shit or whatever. Um, you look at the cover. You think this man about to come out here. Uh, you know, it's about to be some, some fire.
2: And then it's this about to be is, some like three six or Texas shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then this man come out here and drops this, this boom fuckery uh, off. And it's like, nigga, what was this? Like, go try again. Try again, Morrosaga.
2: Ah, uh, I would suggest he doesn't try this again for, for public instruction. <laughs> I
1: no. Make that music. Leave it in your headphones. Nah, you no, know, like
2: make that music. Pl- give it to people that are gonna that are gonna give you some honest feedback, and then get and then go back to taking this, this instructive criticism, and then like re re you know rejigger some of the things. Like, like
1: what made you go with that line, Drake?
2: Yeah, like it's just um. I get the gist of the album is a sad breakup album for summertime for summertime depression, which is like great. Right as right as right as the, the summer right as the the weather's getting good and we going outside, we're gonna talk about heartbreak. Awesome. Awesome. But uh but yeah, like, you know, whatever. Like uh, there's a lot of sad records that I that I still bump and play all the goddamn time. Like I play Adele, I play uh, Sam Smith, I play Mary J. Blige. Like so, so like the sad thing is not the what the hangup where I don't like this album. Don't so I so if anyone's thinking that like no no Another. I like I, I, I like sad things. also like some things that are also also like the thing that about Drake is like he he's always made or he's always had a I don't want to say a propensity like but he's always had in his catalog some things that I just found to be. Well done, boring music. And like that's not the, and I don't say boring is a pejorative, even though a lot of people will take it that way. Like Adele makes boring music, just off the strip. Lana Del Rey makes boring music, just off the strip. Like there is no excitement or thing there. There's nothing to make you amp up. Like it's not like I'm playing uh it's not like I'm playing I'm gonna say it again or like I said earlier today. It's not like I'm playing uh MLP and Buster Rhymes Annie up. It doesn't it doesn't hit you that way in your chest. It just doesn't. We we can't we can't pretend otherwise. But that that doesn't mean that the records aren't good, it just is it's not I don't know, I don't know necessarily where to place it, or I don't know what speed I will ever find it to play it in front of people. Doesn't mean the record doesn't mean that the music isn't good or any of that stuff. It's just it's just boring and it's fine. Um Drake has done that a lot in his records, and that's why when people talk about, you know, um some of his records being so good or, you know, like uh take care as a classic, I'm just like, nah, man, I'm not putting enough with Marvin's room in the, in the classic category maybe that's harsh but like the stuff that's good on that on those records are not those are the things that people like love in that way and it's like nah man like there are records that hit that emotional note that are actually good or fun or or not fun but are good or have something in the way of movement or melody or, or something memorable besides i just feeling like you're in kind of floating in in, uh, in stasis so yeah, uh, so for me, like, when you mentioned, like, the, the rap thing as far as, like, it, or the rap and the singing thing, and, like, he always likes to dribble with his left hand, like, I said this at the end of my, uh, my thing when I was sending it to y'all. I was like, Drake has always been a far superior rapper to singer. And this last song was the latest example, um, and reminder of that, talking about, you know, Jimmy Cooks. And I was like, he ain't Chris Brown. He ain't Trey Songs. He ain't Tank. He ain't Tyrese. He ain't Usher. Like, and I, by saying that, I was like he's not that level of vocalist, and then like when you talk about like the emotional vulnerability or whatever else, I'm like he ain't her, he ain't Kalani, he ain't Jasmine Sullivan, he ain't Rihanna, and, and and then like you talk about like the star level of like his shows or or what he is as an entertainer, I was like because he's a singer, because he's like, like fancy himself to be a singer, like he ain't Beyonce, he ain't Bruno Mars, and he ain't The Weeknd. What he is is someone who should have healed himself away from the studio instead of putting out this summertime sadness. And I gave this shit out of five stars, two and a quarter. And like, in <laughs> like, and let the people know, like, I gave it two and a quarter in the music rating, uh, category, not in the pro wrestling rating where like averages is, uh, two, sorry, it's two and a half. I'm sorry, we're, I'm sorry, in wrestling, two stars is average match, like, and when you, when you, historically, I look, I look at people doing ratings for, for music, two and a half is the average, so I'm really saying, like, in, in a wrestling rating, like, this is like a one in three quarters, uh, album, so, like, yeah, Get we're, fucked.
1: Like, like, yeah, like, why did he even turn his fucking mic on, like, <laughs> one of those, like, this was, um, this was,
2: this was not a good album. Yeah, man. Um, and,
1: and I don't know why I keep setting myself up to look for Drake to have
2: this just great album. Because he's so talented, you figure he'll put it all together eventually. Eventually, and he never does. Nope. He and that does. is the reason why I uh, tune out on him uh, after um, If You reading This Is Too Late. And that's the closest
1: he got. Like That's my favorite Drake album.
2: Uh, I would say... I think it's probably my second or third. Um, cause you know I I like some of the, that was his rapping his rap album uh, at, up to that point, and I like I do like he does have some good singing records, but that's where we end up in uh, the end of the bad places when he overindulged himself in his singing stuff. So yeah, uh yeah, man, he he, he tried it, and like gotta say, like people want to say it. Kn- look,
1: he knew better than to promote that music ahead of time. He mm. knew better. He, he knew better mm. than to try to pull a fast one on us, a surprise six hour release and all this stuff. And this man came out and done some interviews. Uh, Drake doing interviews, LOL. Um, or, you know, saying, Hey, this is like, what direction we're going with this? Like, I don't, I don't know if you thought people wouldn't fuck with it or whatever. Or so he needed to like, to, to play in this veil of secrecy or whatever. But uh, we heard the music, bro. I- like,
2: I think I think that, you know, um, we talked about this, uh, talking, about you, talking to you and Kirby about it, because I remember, you know, when 808s came out, like, you and Kirby hated that record, and I was saying, like, hey, man, like, I, I understand that you want the rappers to rap, but, like, I, I think there is a space, and I mean, I think I said at the time, it was like, like oh, man, I grew up on Outkast, like, I'm okay with, you know, people stepping outside of what they, of the rap to do other things, and that's fine, um, as long as it's good his heartbreak is good and was ultimately like one of the most influential records since it came out. Uh, this I don't I I shudder to think that this is going to uh <laughs> you know uh carry the carry the day and inspire people uh, going forward and want to make more music like it. Uh not not the genre but just like the same the, the same um like the same like thought process behind it and everything that went to it. like this this record was not this record ain't eight the one to to start crafting um, uh, the budget behind nah.
1: This was like Lil Wayne dropping Rebirth. That's that's like. <laughs>
2: He's trying to do rock and roll and shit. I mean, I don't think I ever listened to Rebirth, so I can't give you an answer on that one. Because I was, like, it was like, is, like, "Is Lil Wayne doing rock?" Like, no. That said, that is such a that is such a bankrupt con- like creative concept. Bro. Like, no. And, and,
1: and like, just just the levels of defense. Like, I, you guys think like sometimes like you know people that want to defend Vince McMahon are bad. My God, like they were going to new levels.
2: Was it worse than uh, when? Was it worse than Kingdom Come? I don't remember
1: anyone defending Kingdom Come. Uh,
2: there was some cope even to be had. Like I will put it this way, it was so bad with uh, with Kingdom Bro, I Come. I hated that fucking album. I mean, I, it was so bad that I had people that like, that were like, they asked me if I wrote if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 Jay-Z caught that brick, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, it's a bad album. It happens, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I there were there were but there were people who were, you know. Uh, I think there were people at the time, obviously it's a little different because uh, we weren't, there was a Twitter at the time or people weren't using Twitter at the time, but like there were people that were trying to be like, you know, Hov ain't catch no brick as Hov can't catch a brick because I've, I've typed my identity to, to Hov and it's like, nah man, like Jay-Z might be off here a rapper, or one of my three favorite rappers all the time, but if that shit stinks, that shit stinks, period. Like, uh no, uh, what uh, what fucking album was it that you bought me as a gag? That Ti album that you bought me as a gag? Uh, fuck T. I. The fuck Ti versus
1: or uh, no, Ti No Mercy.
2: That's right. It was No Mercy. It was like asshole. But yeah, like that same thing is like if it's a brick, it's a brick. I ain't gonna lie about it. Like the catalog is strong enough to work to survive a brick. It's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Drake been on a streak
2: of like,
1: uh, and then mm, like, if we take it back to views, right? I think so it's like, was it like
2: was it like one for five? He's like one.
1: Five? He's like one and a half. Like, like okay. So view,
2: views was the one where he was where he's basically like sounds like he's angry at a bunch of women, right? That's all of them. Um. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Not 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 heartbroken, but like angry. Like like I, I uh, whatever. Uh, I, Scorpion.
1: Scorpion. This one fire. Uh, this two. Throw it in the river. Okay. Or uh, aside from four songs, throw it in the river. Okay. Um. Uh. More life. I'm. I'm a fan of more life. Like half of it. Okay. Um. The. Uh, Clb. Throw it in the river. Okay. This. Throw it in the river. All like, right. it, and it's been a bad streak. So I don't know. Um. <laughs> and I think I like Scorpion more than most people. Like the first disc.
2: Uh, all right. Uh so I I don't know how much more time we added on this by going through the Drake thing but uh I'm glad we did this. I think we've added like yeah. I think we just got like 20, to the average 20 minutes off of it off the album. Yeah. So we added to y'all. We gave y'all a little bit more. Obviously, we plan to give y'all this. We didn't give y'all more. We, we almost, we almost uh, screwed y'all. But we gave y'all this one. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to edit this up, and I'm going to put this in front of the uh, the outro, so I don't have to do the outro again. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Rich.
1: Um, PWI reported a WWE letter to talent saying John Laurinaitis is now on administrative leave. Bruce Prichard is now the head of talent relations, and also in addition to everything else he's already been doing, more power for for old Bruce. Lie and scam his way to the top, and yeah. Laurinaitis takes the fall. I mean, I, I, I mean I he would, had to go. I would say yeah, but,
2: yeah. I would say his he took the fall, the brunt of it. Like he did that shit right, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I I see what you what you made, but uh, yeah, he uh, wow, wow. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna end this here and then move on. So uh, yo,
1: fuck uh, Dave Meltzer on a podcast for several years, and maybe you too can become the head of talent relations in WWE and right hand man in Vince McMahon.
2: Yeah, um, you know, given the suggestions he's given to. Uh, NXT, it seems like, you know, him being in charge of all the stuff is gonna be it's gonna be a seamless transition into, you know, uh the future of, of WWE, which is like Fire Cell. So yeah. Um Fun times. Yeah. Like obviously he, we would we would like to believe that their creative uh would turn around and at the times when it comes to them trying to sell and lightly like, that that would help the bottom line, but it doesn't. Like this thing is going to sell for like six seven billion dollars one day and like it's gonna be the shits and then once they like once they once whoever buys it acquires it and they clean house and they and they fix like and they get rid of all the carnies like wwe is gonna be good again (laughs) and it's i
1: I, I don't know why people are tricking themselves into thinking this
2: what it's going to be ever being good again yeah Oh, I—I I mean, I think I think all it takes is one person being out out of the building uh, to change all this shit, because one person's fucking up everything. Mm, I don't know about that. All right, what power does what power would Bruce Pritchard or uh, I don't know who else would be in charge? Who else would be in charge? Would it just be Pritchard right now at this point?
1: Pritchard, Nick Khan, Jeff Jarrett.
2: I'm, uh, I am I'm in as far as creative, I didn't mean the, I didn't mean, like, back, uh, like, oh, the, it's the it's just
1: Bruce Pritchard, it sounds like,
2: all right, like, do you think, do you think the next person that hires this, uh, when they start asking around is going to keep Bruce Pritchard? because I do not, I think he goes, I think Kevin Dunn's gone, I think Prichard's gone, I, th- I think Laurinaitis is already out the door, but he would have been gone too. Like, yeah. like when, once it, once Vince is gone and like they and they get rid of all of, uh, it's gonna be Double
1: all, J, man. Don't it's gonna be Double J.
2: If you say so, I don't think so. But if you say so, I look. Ultimately, he could I end up in
1: the creative a, chair. I think Double J ends up on top. So, you know, you we'll see.
2: I I quite agree, like you know. Well, I think that whatever happens, whatever like all that shit is getting cleared out. People going to want their own people in, and those people are going to. Be competent on a storytelling level in a way that like Vincent Man at is he seventy seven now? Seventy-six. Okay. At seventy-six, just I mean he ain't been he ain't been good at this since what what year you wanna say? Let's say he was good at this. Has he ever been good at this? Okay.
1: Depending on who you ask. Okay. No.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like I think like once he's up out of there. I don't think it'll be this hard. To, I don't think it'll be this hard. I just don't. We'll see, though. I, You know, like, I, you know, I just think that, uh, that there's just no way that you can just be this bad and, like, get someone worse. I, I just find it. I find it to be really hard. Like, I think that, like, the wrestlers will get more of a say and not looking like dumbasses and, and idiots. And I think that'll make people look more like stars. And, like, they'll, they'll be able to have their ma- their qu- higher quality matches and all that kind of stuff. I, I just think that it'll be this thing. Like, we'll see how it goes, though. I could definitely be wrong. I want to be wrong with this one. If you want to say I'm an idiot and wrong and like naive, or whatever else, will I'll, I'll take that, but that's just kind of where I am on it. Um, yeah. So I think it's appropriate just to like, leave, leave that where it is. And like, you know, um, come Friday, we'll give you all a preview show for, um, uh, for, uh, for Ben door. Once we have the full matchups in the starting pay per view um, on Sunday as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, I think that's where we'll leave it. Thanks for listening on um, spaces. Thanks for listening on the Twitch. Thanks for listening to the podcast um, at the appropriate places. Uh, donations is Juneteenth yes. reparations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, you know, give give us some money, people. I was I was running into you know people that were wondering how to celebrate Juneteenth. Why not celebrate Juneteenth by paying One Nation Radio? <laughs> It's a good idea than anything else. You know, like, you know.
2: The best part is you're not smiling. <laughs> that you makes know. it the best Look, part. ain't nothing to be happy about, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so, uh, all right, so on Twitch, that would be uh, the, that would be the Cash app. Uh, that would be PayPal. Um, on, from the podcast perspective, go into the description and try, he's <laughs> so there, dead into the camera, not smiling. <laughs> uh, so, uh, from, from, from the perspective of being a podcast listener, that would also be uh, the uh, going to our red, uh, red circle in the description, and dropping off the donation there, uh, and also you know uh, listening to other shows on the network besides what radio besides one H Radio, you have Keeping It a Strong Style, the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grown Men Watch This Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, Eight uh, Bit Suplex all things complete of uh, a uh, great match generator getting the ring meet the press slam and aw match guy thanks for listening y'all later
0: peace what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas